0: The Incomparable, number 492, December 2019.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to The Incomparable. I'm your host, Jason Snell, and it's time for the first of what will be several episodes about Star Wars, Episode 9 The Rise of Skywalker, the end. Question mark of the Skywalker saga, uh, the third movie in the third trilogy of Star Wars mainline saga films. Hard to believe that we've reached this point, but we have. It's uh, it's the big it's the big finale. And, of course, we're, we have so many people who want to be on podcasts about this that we are breaking it up over many panels. But I do have a wonderful panel with me here uh, to kick us to kick Star Wars week off. Is anything else happening this week? Uh, the holiday is Star Wars week, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aline Sims is here. Hello.
2: Hello. I'm looking forward to talking to you all after 26 minutes of previews and commercial considerations. Uh, only 26.
1: <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. I had mine yeah. was more like 30.
2: I took a screenshot.
1: Dan Morin is here. <laughs> Hello. No, thank you. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Kelly, Kelly Gamont is here. Hi. I'm
3: here recording one last Star Wars podcast, sir, with my friends. Aww. Aww.
1: Uh, Tony Sindelar is here. Hello. Never underestimate a nerd. <laughs> Erica Ensign. Hello.
4: The dead speak.
1: The dead On speak. <laughs> uh, you ruined uh, my end. Entra- and then War! our own, and <laughs> our, our own <laughs> Phantom Menace, I mean Phantom Emperor, John Syracuse. I am C-3PO, Human-Cyborg Relations. He's one of my oldest friends. (laughs) Um, Before we get to opening statements, I'll make a brief opening statement, which is, if there is anything that I think this movie did perfectly, it's using C-3PO as a comedy machine. (laughs) I was very happy with C-3PO's ridiculous comedy bits in this. And now, uh, with anybody else, John, do you have an opening statement you'd like to give us? As a matter of fact, I do, Oh, Uh, go ahead.
5: It's actually kind of a closing statement too not that i'm not going to be on the rest of the podcast too well. but anyway, i just felt like it went better at the beginning and it'll clear the decks for me to discuss the well, rest then i'm of gonna the movie. go
3: watch the movie again okay. and when i <laughs> yeah. when i'll be done just as john is rapping out.
5: No, it, it should be brief as usual um all right so <laughs> these these uh post return of the jedi movies uh offered the promise to have a new trilogy, uh, with new characters, new conflicts and new adventures. We talked about it before they came out. We talked about it with force awakens. Uh, obviously the force awakens was filled with lots of nostalgia and nods to the original trilogy, which I personally loved. And I think most people liked, um, the last Jedi pushed pretty hard, uh, towards independence Went in a slightly different direction, uh, and broke with the past, like explicitly in the text, burning it with fire at various points. Um, and then sort of the untimely death of Carrie Fisher, which was very sad, also seemed like it, it had to necessarily push this new trilogy in a new direction to sort of, you know, leave the nest and fly on its own because they, you couldn't make the third movie Leia's movie because she wasn't there, you know. Um, but in the end, having watched Rise of Skywalker twice so, uh, so far, um, I think this is a movie that cannot escape the gravitational pull of the original trilogy. Uh, the, the increasing visibility of the Skywalker saga branding uh, from Disney on this stuff emphasizes this. Uh, Rise of Skywalker is essentially a bookend that matches well with The Force Awakens. It does build on what The Last Jedi laid down, but it doesn't use The Last Jedi as a launching pad to new things, right? It just sort of contains it in these two ends. Um, so, as the end of The Skywalker saga, I think Rise of Skywalker is satisfying and it mostly works. As a movie, it's a little bit rushed, it's definitely overstuffed. We'll talk about all the little nitty gritty details. Um, uh, but the, the, uh, main thing it has going for it is that it's overstuffed with good things. Um, and as contextualized as the end of the Skywalker saga and a bookend to force awakens, uh, I think it mostly works, but that's, that's the, the feeling I had I mean, again, having watched it twice is that the original trilogy, uh, and this are, are essentially bookends. I know chronologically the prequels come before them, but. The prequels are kind of our weird cousin in the middle of these two (laughs) trilogies that I think are actually pretty darn good.
1: Yeah, it's funny how you you separated out there the idea of as a a conclusion to a series versus as a movie, because I was thinking about that a lot as I was watching it, that this feels like... as a movie it feels just crushed under the weight of eight other movies at least <laughs> and i mean not
5: crushed but it's a burden
1: well you said the gravitational pull yeah you can you can see it straining under the under the burden of having to try to uh bookend this trilogy and also pay homage to the original trilogy in and the characters in it in all of these different ways and it's hard and it, and it's a it's a heavy lift and i think it's less of a movie because of it um and then uh, the the thing that i wanted to mention up front here is in surveying all the people i know who have seen this movie in the last couple of days um the overwhelming reaction that i've seen is something that john alluded to which is well, wow, there's a lot in this movie. Like it's it's the whether however many yeah. pounds of stuff in a however much you know minus you took my, taking my statement pound <laughs> bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Dan. Yeah. Give, give me a statement about how many pounds of <laughs> well, stuff you now can it's stuff been in been that taken. bag.
6: Yeah, it's uh twenty imperial tons in a five imperial ton cruiser. Okay. Um no, I mean I, I I, th- I was thinking the same thing as you. like there's three different, you know, sort of axes here. There's the how well does it work as a movie, how does it work as the end of seven, eight, nine, how does it work as the end of one through nine, and that's a lot to yeah. put on one movie. And there's a lot here. And I think for me, you know, uh, just saying, I, I went into it. I've only seen it once so far, and I think I went into it very much with sort of an analytical hat on and looking at it from a less of an emotional viewpoint, more of an analytical viewpoint. And I think as a result. I didn't have the same emotional reactions that a lot of people did because I was just very much like paying attention to every little detail and sort of analyzing the whole thing. And that is a tough yeah. <laughs> that is a tough situation to be in when you're looking at something <laughs> yeah. because when you analyze this movie, it doesn't hold up great. Yeah. But that's not to say that it's not a yeah. fun, entertaining movie. It's just that like when you look at it from that point of view, it's tricky. And and, and there's two bifurcated things that you have to keep in mind there and one of them and this is the thing with all the new star wars movies that is a tough balancing act you have to be able to reconcile the movie that you want them to have made (laughs) versus how well do they execute on the movie they actually made, right? Because you can always line these things up against some hypothetical platonic ideal of this movie in your head, more so than with almost any other franchise that exists, right? So much weight, so much expectation is placed on this that if you just go in thinking like, well, I want to know, I want them to wrap this up and this up and I want them to do this and I want them to do this, you can't help but be a little bit disappointed if it doesn't like totally match like what you have in your head and and that's a thing that you have to be able to sort of compartmentalize and say all right well given all the ingredients that they did put into this how Mm -hmm. well does all of that come together and i think that's an interesting question to look at
7: Allow me to take on the role of the anti Dan. Um, <laughs> I'll allow it. Uh, thank you, thank you, Erica. Um, so I was I was there for the ride. I was also D- Dan was in proximity to me, which is dangerous. Um, <laughs> we were at the and, end of the row from each other. Though, so yeah, I didn't even talk
6: to you during the still,
5: movie. Still too still c- too close for comfort. Um, <laughs> I, I was two rows up from him, and it didn't affect me. Guys, I, guess <laughs> I was outside of the I was outside the the area of effect. Did you okay. not even say
6: hello, John? You didn't even say hi. <laughs> you. You were
5: so late to the movie. I didn't know if you were going to make it. I kept looking back there and said, when are you going to show up? You sat down just as the trailer started. And then the lights went out and you couldn't see Uh, me anymore. There was 30 minutes of trailers.
7: (laughs) I did not know I was in the same theater as John Syracuse. I'm the anti-Dan. I did not go in with an analytical lens. I went in to enjoy the ride. And this is a movie that moves very quickly. Uh mm-hmm. I came I came out of it a little bit with my head spinning like gasping for breath and I felt excited and good about that and then I went and talked to Dan <laughs> 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 oh, <we have laughs> a um, and you know guess what there's a lot even things i like in this movie that do not hold up to the briefest uh uh analysis or introspection because they're you know gimmicky and i but i still like the ride um so it, it is it is frustrating that there are those, those things that's like ah, oh, that's that's not how that works or uh or and especially it's hard this is a movie that's got so much stuffed in it and then you want to start critiquing like couldn't they have cut this chunk out and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. given us a little bit more breathing room, or done a little bit of yeah. this? And it, or hey, what about that character from last movie? Did you guys like? I'm pretty sure the actress is not dead. Um, <laughs> like, uh, um, you
1: know, yeah, not not her. The other one, uh, yeah, the not, other <laughs> one who's not uh, dead, <laughs> Kelly Marie yeah. Tran.
7: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, did uh, she yeah. did she get like arrested during the middle of this movie? What I, happened? I to had
1: her? a moment where I thought, uh, do you are you guys aware of the Harry Potter series? Do you know how that one ended? Where they split the last one in two? Yeah, because it, it did mm-hmm. feel like they had like we got to get it all in this movie. It's like well, but we, we're going to keep it to two hours. And you know, Avengers Endgame was three hours. Yeah. I actually had a, a few moments where I thought this movie did did not need more stuff in it, but it could have used more more time, time to time. breathe. Breath. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's hard this
7: this movie has like so many kind of set pieces and some of them are more exciting than others. I think they're all exciting. You can, I mean, that does not necessarily mean they're great or that they're needed. Uh, but there were a lot of cool ideas and it was like, they were terrified of, well, this is the last one, right? So we gotta, we gotta <laughs> put them use all them in. all now. Like put them <laughs> all in. This is the last one. Um, yeah, what, and maybe, who, who maybe makes, a few less. Who welds helmets? <laughs> uh, a chimp, a chimp, put yeah. it in space. Yeah. chimp. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got goggles. It's cool. It's cool. Um, you know? Do you want to? Now we can write an X manded universe novel about the Ugnots that he bought those goggles from. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, there, it is hard. I did. I Dan gave me a ride home, and he told me all the things that were wrong with this movie.
6: And he, no. Tony is making me into a monster right now. which you is you know not what? there. Yeah, he
5: was. He, he was right. Uh, but, I, think um, I can talk to you in the other direction because even though, despite oh, my opening statement, I can so. defend a lot of uh, again with two viewings a lot of the stuff. It seems like it doesn't make sense, actually does hold together. It just goes by so fast. I want to be careful that it's like,
7: I like this movie and walked out of it uh, happy and full of life. And there are things that are dumb about it. uh, (laughs) But like, I don't know. Those did not get in the way of my enjoyment. How's that?
3: I've also seen it twice now. Mm -hmm. And uh, both times in costume. It's a separate story. Um, And part of the the issue, like all of the stuff in the first one, the, the first time I saw it, all the stuff that stood out as... Uh, confusing or frustrating or um, there's one thing I'm particularly aggravated by um, all of those things were the same in the, the second viewing uh, it just sort of like sort of once I knew what to expect because I didn't go in to analyze the first time I knew I had tickets for for Thursday night and also tickets for Friday. So uh, I went in the first time just going, I'm just going to watch this movie. I've been avoiding stuff. I haven't been reading articles. Uh, I only I only saw like half of the final trailer before, uh, like, the, you know, on accident. So I've been on like a pretty media blackout sort of thing to make sure I didn't get anything I didn't want to know about. And I went in and just wanted to watch the movie. I'm here to see a Star Wars movie. I'm going to sit here and eat my popcorn and enjoy myself. And that's going to be that. And the stuff that 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 I sort of wait, 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 what? Like and then, you know, we're we're three scenes later already. So, I mean, yeah, it was dense. I agree with all of you about that. But um, the things that I didn't like and the things that I did like, like they were just amplified the second time through. So the stuff that that was irksome, the stuff that was super great, the things that I really loved the first time through, I extra super loved the second time through.
1: yeah I think um. I felt I, I felt a little different in that I, I the second time through for me I uh, I think parts that I was like mm, I don't know if they set that up right uh, watching it the second time to see how it was constructed but like oh no well, there is at least you know I, I started to wonder is this a movie that was designed knowing that people would watch it twenty times because <laughs> right, yeah. I think maybe it'll it'll work better that way
4: I purposely checked my analytical hat at the door when I was going into the movie theater oh man uh, I, I want d- an analytical hat.
1: Yeah, i can't take
6: mine off so it's well, really oh, tricky
4: that's that's very sad for you uh they had a special little like it was like a coat check but for analytical hats mm-hmm. it was right at the movie theater door it was great um because I, I knew that there was going to be like I couldn't watch the trailer without tearing up and I was like you know what I'm just going to go in and I'm going to feel this like to the hilt I'm going to enjoy mm-hmm. all the feels and um, it ended up being a, kind of a crappy experience theater wise because there was something wrong with the 3D uh, everybody left the theater with headaches and got free uh, tickets for another movie also the bulb went out about five times during the movie so the oh screen gosh. disappeared you could still hear what was happening and had to kind of guess what was on the screen for 10 to 15 <gasps> 15 seconds at a time and even through all of that even though i had to avert my eyes and like slowly blink a lot because because the projector was was messed up i still loved the crap out of it and really just let it wash over me and just enjoyed it thoroughly when i went back to see it a second time because i figured i had to i hadn't technically seen the entire movie yet um <laughs> Then, you know, I left, I left my analytical hat on, but I sort of had it askew. Uh, it was more sort of to kind of fill in the blanks, sort of like what Kelly said, the the things that I wasn't entirely sure, like the the things that I that I loved, I loved even more the things that I didn't love. Actually, it didn't actually none of that got uh, got exacerbated for me. It was more like with Jason, like, oh, yes. OK, I can kind of see why they did this or what they did. I, the one big difference was the first time I watched it, I felt like the first, I don't know, half hour ish of the movie was like just left me breathless in maybe not an entirely great way, because like Tony said, it was packed full of stuff like the 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 pace was so frenetic and so fast that I had trouble sort of even following what was happening. It felt like I was watching an outline of a movie instead of like a script <laughs> of a movie. And but, but somehow I think I settled into the pace of it. And for the rest of the movie, it did not bother me at all. I was carried away. I didn't have an idea of how much time was passing. I was just really enjoying it. The second time I watched it, probably because I already knew what to expect. It didn't even bother me at the beginning of the movie. It It all just felt very smooth. And I think Jason might be right that this was a movie that was kind of written for like when I'm talking about TV shows, I talk about, you know, writing for the box set. And I feel like maybe that's what was going on here as well, Mm -hmm. because it's a Star Wars movie. Yeah, people are going to watch it multiple times. They're going to pick it apart and they're going to dissect it. And you're going to see stuff on the second and probably third and fourth and fifth and sixth viewings that you didn't catch the first time.
1: This episode of The Incomparable is brought to you in part by Masterclass. Masterclass lets you learn from the best with exclusive access to online classes taught by masters of their craft. You can learn the art of filmmaking from Martin Scorsese, improve your screenwriting skills with Aaron Sorkin, learn the art of storytelling from Neil Gaiman, and right now you can buy one annual Masterclass All Access Pass for yourself and get another one to gift for free more details on that in a second. They have more than 60 different instructors across tons of categories. There's literally something for everyone. I, for example, watched Chris Hadfield, astronaut, teach about space exploration. You know, I'm probably not going to be an astronaut, but it was really cool to hear from an astronaut about the traits, the characteristics, and the, the job of being an astronaut and the work you have to do and the training you have to do. Really uh, incredibly cool. With over 65 wide-ranging class offers, there's something for everyone. It's an easy way to give a gift that's personal and meaningful. Um, for example, my uh, good uh, friend Dan Morin, like I think he would eat up the writing courses, the Neil Gaiman. He loves Aaron Sorkin stuff. Like there are so many creative people in MasterClass that I think Dan would love to hear from. So uh, Dan, you'll be uh, you'll be my money anyway. Back to the offer for a limited time. When you buy one annual masterclass all access pass for yourself you will get another one to give to a buddy for free go to masterclass.com slash which is not quite our name but it's close i-n-c-o-m-p-a it's the start of our name to get started with this limited time offer that's uh Encompa. once again buy the one all access pass get one free to gift masterclass.com slash i-n-c-o-m-p-a thank you masterclass for supporting be incomparable.
2: So I went in to this movie actually not really looking forward to it, which was strange for me. And um, I didn't have a lot of expectations one way or another. Um, so I wasn't disappointed walking out, but I'm also not sure that I'm excited <laughs> after walking out Um So so like my initial response to it was like, wow, that's a lot. It was okay. And as my husband and I do this after every movie, we give it a star rating, we talk about our favorite parts, we nitpick because that's what we do. And I find myself thinking a lot about the things that I didn't like and having a really hard time to pick up on strong beats that I loved. And I think part of that was because... You know, it was like an early morning viewing and I was tired and like there's all that. And I've only seen it the one time. So I'm still feeling very much in that overwhelmed space. Um, but I just don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to talking to you all. On this podcast and figuring out how I feel about the movie before I go <laughs> see it again and kind of, uh, I, I know that it will coalesce a little bit more in my mind because everybody who's seen it multiple times has told me, you know, that it's, it's a lot better, you know, they can hold on to more after the second viewing, but there's just such, it, it's just like, I don't know, like being, Hit by a train or
0: something—it's just <laughs> <Yes. it's>
2: so <laughs> much all it's at once. Like, it's
7: like hyperspace jumping from atmosphere to I likened it to
1: a conveyor belt. That I felt like, especially for the first part That's of the movie, I, I I was on a conveyor belt. Like I or or you or you could say I was at a ride. Like, uh, yeah. I, yes. like I can't right. stop. It's just going to keep moving and just <laughs> drink it in while you can because you're on to the That's next thing. Because like a train a
7: train wreck feels like a like a spectacle. But just I'm just riding the Star Wars conveyor belt as a roller coaster because <laughs> there's as I am force-fed, I'm ejected. You no, know, they make a lot of money.
1: Disney makes a lot of money with putting people on yeah. conveyor belts and showing them uh, exciting yeah. Star Wars-related things It could be entertaining, or being like, you
6: know, having a huge uh, vat of water, cold yeah. water, dumped on your head. <laughs> Just <So> being like...
1: <gasps> all the while, the second time we watching it... content here. Which was earlier today, the, the second time I was watching it. I kept thinking, because I had a theory coming out of the first one, which is, all right, I think there's too many too many steps here. What would I take out? And I, the second time through, I, I will say, I admired the second time watching the way it's constructed, although yeah. there are a lot of steps, you move through them very quickly. And while I still think that like the Kajimi stuff could have taken place on the previous planet and yeah, that I, a I lot feel, of I feel frustrated, I, it turns out I don't think it's the pacing, right? Because J.J. James, James has proved, um, you know, they can't see my plot holes if they can't catch me, basically. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just going to keep on moving, keep on moving. I admire that. I admire his tendency to just, like, keep everything rolling. Um, so so that's great. There were a few moments where I thought, my problem turns out is not that there are too many things. It's that it feels a little too Intricate, And by that, what I mean is, and, and I'll step through sort of all the places we visit and we can talk about them all. But mm-hmm. there's a moment where you realize they want to go to a, pl- they've got a clue to take them to a planet to find a clue that will take them to somewhere yeah. where they can find a thing that will take them to somewhere mm-hmm. else they need to be. I'm like, wow, how many levels of parentheses do we, you know, how many layers mm-hmm. down yeah. Yeah. do yeah, I have to go? That's why I liked go? it so much. And, and, and it felt kind of <laughs> exhausting, algebra. even though it worked really, even though it was paced well. It still sort of felt like, you know, we're doing all of this to get to a guy who might know where there's a clue to get to another guy. So here's my, my big question about,
7: I guess... I, it's- how how people feel about this movie as a response to the previous movie? Because yeah. there feels like so much. And all right, I'm just gonna say it here, somebody's gonna jump in and be like, "No, Lucasfilm Story Group is a unified force. It has everything. Is this was preordained years ago, and and nothing is a response to everything. It's all the Grand Council has all preordained everything, and the directors are just stapled on." No, but like it feels like this is in response to the previous movie. Was a slow, mm-hmm. slow chase scene, and so this you will not have time to breathe. Deal <laughs> With it, people yep. also many of many of the themes and things that were established in the other movie. Eh, what if we re- what if we undo those? <laughs> right, yeah. and
6: I, I know going in, I feel like I watched this and I felt like this makes a really great sequel to Episode Seven. It doesn't make quite as good a sequel to I Episode know. Eight. Yeah. I, and I you can disagree. Like, I, 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 I I see that, I know I see you that do, position. But, <laughs> I
5: see where people are coming from with that. Like that that is a very a very common take. That like you know there's the there's the plot things that seem like they might have been undone and things that are ignored. That's why I kind of framed it at the beginning as like at the last Jedi is the, the the weird cousin in the middle of these two, right? But if you just slam this right up against seven, it doesn't it doesn't work. I think it actually does build on stuff in in, mm-hmm. in uh in eight I, I, I don't disagree with that
6: entirely of like I think you're right that it does build on some stuff, but it's very it is selective it, about what yeah, it, builds it on. It builds
0: on
5: important yes. stuff, but here but here's the other thing. Like I, I think that the the things that nine doesn't do well are done well in eight and vice versa like they are they are complements to each other like so there's anything that you admire or think is really good in 8 is mostly absent from 9 and vice yep. versa and so I see them, they're not a dyad in the Force, whatever the hell oh. like they, are, they, they, they are. They are, they uh, are, they do complement each other and they absolutely do build on each other because stuff in nine makes no sense without things that are established in eight. And talking to a lot of people about this movie, I feel like they're like, this didn't make sense in nine or whatever. And it's like, it's because they either reject or forget the foundation laid down for those things in eight, which, you know, fine. Like uh, Dan mentioned earlier that he had three separate axes. I have axes I have the exact line in my notes I only have two separate axes and my axes are the major plot points of the story which i think we should discuss is like what actually happens right sure. um, and then how they're told which is what we've been talking about like how do you tell those things and to, to jason's point the other item in my notes is what's my cut list so I'd love to yeah. be able to, to touch on all of those as we go through. Like, But I feel like we can start with like the major plot points. Like, What actually happens in this movie? What is the plot? Because to me, it was a complete revelation because I had stayed spoiler-free. Yep. So I didn't have time to process it. So my first viewing was entirely getting my hair blown back by what actually happens? What is the story? What is the plot? Setting aside the the planet jumping.
6: I just want to add really quick of the context of it because I think John's hitting someone on some interesting points. Like, I, I watched... My wife and I watched, like, all the movies leading up to this. And, you know, we watched The Last Jedi. I think we finished Wednesday night before we went on Thursday. And that is a movie that for me has grown over time. I I feel like I came out of episode seven feeling very like that was a lot of fun. Like that was a great little star Wars reboot, especially after the prequels. I came out episode eight being like, I don't know if I loved that movie, but it sure Mm -hmm. as hell made me think a lot. And I came out episode nine, like, kind of feeling like what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and so and so coming off episode eight which has for me grown every time I kind of watch it and I find new things in it and I like it more um, I and again I like like Jason said like this is a thing that I think is designed to be watched a lot of times and so it's very possible that as I rewatch it my appreciation for it will change but it, it definitely coming up off episode eight it is it is a little jarring in the way that it it is both pacing wise and the way that it, it sort of picks up certain themes and takes different directions with them, which obviously we will talk about.
3: I know we've talked a lot. I know everybody talked a lot about episode eight, whether it was because they liked it or they didn't like it, or it ruined their childhood, or it was the undoing of Western civilization. I'm not overstating it. Whatever. I'm, gl-
7: I'm glad we rebuilt civilization after that. It was really <laughs> yeah, to yeah, go. yeah, that six that six months hiatus on civilization was rough. Everybody. Well, we started rebuilding. Yeah, so, well,
0: I mean, there's yeah. there a was a go.
3: lot like there was yeah. a whole lot of like wailing and rending of garments and gnashing of teeth and all that like over episode eight and whether you like what they did with star wars or didn't like what they did with Star Wars, and there there were some things in it that i wasn't necessarily super jazzed about but it was it absolutely felt like a star wars movie Mm -hmm. right down to the ground and it had a point of view and for me watching that after seven which was hey you know that movie that you love from the 70s like what if we made that movie now and let jj abrams do it like To me, I got a lot of that out of Episode 7. There were some new stuff. There were new characters. They were interesting. But I did get a whole lot of what if Episode 4, but today. And I get that with this one as well. And that's part of what I don't like about what J.J. Abrams is doing which is every time somebody gives him the keys to a vast infinite galaxy, he picks his favorite movie from it and retells that movie. And I find it really frustrating. He gets the third movie in a Star Wars trilogy, so he just makes Return of the Jedi again.
5: So, Ryan Johnson had ads on a snow planet, you realize. I mean, it's not like he avoided <laughs> the Empire analogies. No. <laughs> it was salt, John. It was salt.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
0: sorry, sorry. a salt planet. You're right. Totally different. Salt <laughs> and, is the opposite of snow. And, and it was also the middle
5: <laughs> episode where everybody loses and dies. Like, it was, like, the, the, the parallels are there. That's the i cannot escape the gravitational pull of the original trilogy yeah
3: right and i i don't and i don't want it to like the stuff about star wars that i like is some of that stuff but i get like i didn't i didn't need another emperor i i don't want to i'm not trying to get too far into plot but like there are things in this that like
0: (laughs)
6: new
1: jacket new day if I, I didn't need the same, emperor to get rebooted same throne room same ewoks uh yeah yeah, but we'll, yeah. Literally, well, literally the same ewoks I we'll, looked we'll in get the there literally um, the same ewoks
3: but that's the part that i was that i was frustrated about and so like whether you like eight or not i really liked that it was still very much a star wars movie and that and that piece of this is what i liked but i wanted to see more of this vast infinite galaxy that's been dangled in front of me in various formats for the last four decades we got a lot of planets i
1: think that's what I think that's what John is getting to and and what I think about the crushed by the the need to fulfill this legacy versus setting off. This is not, this movie is not made and you could see Ryan Johnson straining at it with the last one but like it's it's really kind of turned out to be not about exploring new parts of Star Wars. It's about exploring old parts of Star Wars again and then maybe resolving bringing it that. Too close. And then and then mo- yes. and then giving it the In some opportunity cases, to move literally. On. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your patience as we tell you about our other sponsor this week. It's Pingdom. The holiday shopping season is almost over, in fact, although I'm still desperately trying to get things that'll ship in time to get here on Christmas Eve. I'm going to be looking for good deals. And you know when you go shopping online, there's nothing worse than having the shopping experience fail around you. You lose the ability to get that thing that you thought you were going to be able to buy and get to you in time. Pingdom is all about that. It's all about letting the people who run websites know the moment those websites break. And it's not just going down, it's breaking. Uh, what, in whatever way is best, by the way, to be alerted about that. They use transaction monitoring, so you can get alerted when your cart checkout doesn't work, when forms don't work, when login pages fail. It's not just, is my site up? It's, is my site working? And you can get that information before those problems affect your customers and your business. Customize how you're alerted, who is alerted, depending on the severity of the outage? Go to pingdom.com Snell, my last name, right now for a 14-day free trial. No credit card required. And when you sign up, use the code Snell at checkout, and you'll get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Thank you, Pingdom, for keeping the internet up, for warning us when our sites are broken, and for supporting the incomparable. So uh let's let's uh break the movie into parts cuz otherwise we'll be here all week and I want to try to hold this podcast down to under 5 hours um <laughs> fine uh, s- you know, if we must. So, uh, the dead speak in the crawl. We're told that, uh, a broadcast, a podcast, maybe, uh, from sent by the emperor <laughs> Palpatine's voice is on there. And that's like, All throughout they, Fortnite. Did they hire? Right. Yeah. Did they hire a, uh, an impersonator or is it really him? But, uh, Kylo Ren's not happy about it. Cause he says, I'm in charge now. And so he's going to, he's going to track down the source of this. Uh, and then meanwhile, uh, Leia has sent out a crack team to, to find out information about, uh, the fighting the first order, um they we get in this section which i'm calling before the quest begins um Mm -hmm. uh the movie opens on tie fighters and a fiery planet and it's same old kylo ren and he uh and he he gets a a triangle thingy and pilots it to a floating obelisk on a scary planet where he meets the he hears the voice of Emperor Palpatine who says I have been every voice voice in your head. There's a clone tank full of like leftover Snoke's. He says I was I said Snoke to you. You can, you can never have too many Snoke's. Yeah, <laughs> right. and But he also plays his voice and Darth Vader's voice and he asks the question about Rey who it you know it's who is she. Meanwhile. Um, on the Millennium Falcon, it's not Ray who we saw piloting the Falcon a lot before. It is Finn and Poe. Um, they are uh, getting information for the they're Resistance. Cops. They're they're <laughs> cop, not a cop. Uh, information for the Resistance. Uh, they have to do a maneuver where they uh, have to boulder a bunch of Tie Fighters. Is that an Indiana Jones? Is that a Raiders of the Lost? Dark reference there? Yep. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, you turn around and then you're there, the boulder in the hallway. I don't know. Anyway, um, they go back to the the uh, the base. I will say at the end of uh, The Last Jedi, it felt like there were no resistance people left. Yep. There are a lot of resistance people left in this movie. Don't know what happened a lot, there. A lot of yeah. shit. Yeah. It, it, feel, anymore.
7: it felt like that thread was like, nah, we don't want to deal it, with it that. It turns out they had
1: like, other, there were other guys around and it's yeah. fine. And
7: they look... They look the same. Like, they all have the same outfits as the guys that died last yeah. movie. Don't if, if worry about it. If every person
4: that lived on the Millennium Falcon at the end of the last movie just, like, brought in, like, you know, their family, like, two people, yeah. that's about and what that's, you get. It's they, not really a huge number. They tell number. two yeah. friends, and they... I mean, and they had you don't all, know how
5: much time yeah. has passed. And like, they, presumably, yeah. they're they're regrouping. They gotta get
4: some yeah. X-wings and some
1: Y-wings and stuff. Mm-hmm. J.J.
6: contractually can't get rid of Greg Grunberg. Uh, they're tied that's, in the That's Well, tr- well
1: he kind of did get rid of him. Later. So, anyway, they go there, and they talk to Princess Leia... Or, or general layouts. They talk to Carrie Fisher uh, using clips that they recorded. Yeah. Well, in, well, they talk near Carrie Fisher. Yes. And let me just kind of like summarize this whole section, and we can dive in. Um, there are there's a little bit of force time flashes between Ren and and Ray uh uh charlie from lost is there um <laughs> the, the, uh, they... not kylo's shit yeah, just, yeah.
7: Always, always looking like he's super ready to be in a movie and not like, yeah. you know? Any,
1: anyway how, anyway here's wonder wall um Exegol is in the unknown regions this is the planet of the sith uh, and at that point the quest begins they must go to the forbidden desert and mm-hmm. uh, try to find a clue to yes. uh, a person who knows where they can find the wayfinder to find where they can go to get to Planet Exegol, which is that's where the, that's the Emperor I is. Said, is,
5: the, is the galaxy's greatest
1: detective? There's there's a lot. <laughs> this is the of,
2: worst fetch quest.
7: There's really? a lot of stuff happening here. Yeah. You know what? Look, as a dungeon master, I appreciate a fetch quest. And does that <laughs> fetch quest? If you've got a number of steps to it, and like the, the session's running long uh, short. Yeah, you add in a couple more steps. Like, the clue leads to a clue and just don't, don't question it. But yeah, it is like yeah, why didn't we think to look in the Death Star? <laughs> like, we
1: should have started there. It's, it's, it's where he left it. Literally, yeah, he left yeah, it. Like,
7: yeah. let there's like, but there's, the like, last a, there's, place a sec- anybody saw. there's a secret map. And look, a secret map hidden inside a dagger, that's objectively cool. But with a secret map <laughs> oh, hidden yeah. inside the dagger, leads you to, like, yeah, my house, where I keep my <laughs> stuff. <stopped.
6: laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. I mean, literally, they could have saved a lot of time by seeing like, where was the last place anybody saw this guy? <laughs> yeah,
1: let's yeah. just start there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway you, but still secret dagger that's you know all right Carrie Fisher I I feel like it Carrie Fisher's presence in this movie is is in some ways a microcosm of the issues that this movie has which is that it is trying to do right by history while also being a movie and I everybody and, and here's the problem more than Tarkin in Rogue one like it's very hard for for I think a lot of people in the audience, she she died. They used footage of her. They built the script in large part around the mm. dialogue they yeah. had yeah. to to, and it to give her yeah. to yes. give her an arc. And on one level, I feel like it is truly honoring Carrie Fisher and Leia mm-hmm. to let her have a participation in this movie and actually kind of make a a, a sacrifice that resolves a lot of character uh, arcs. Right at the same at to. the same time. Uh, and so I understand why they did it and, and it actually really touched me emotionally that they were honoring her and they really wanted her to participate even though she passed away before they even released the last movie. That all said, I what I wrote down in my notes was uh, Princess Leia Mad Libs because yeah. it yeah. is, I mean, if I didn't know, would I have noticed how oblique or if Leia was a character who spoke? obliquely, I might accept it, but it's so strange. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's not how she
7: communicates. They made the big deal, too, of the... that they would not be using CGI, which... I, I can hear like Joe Steele taking pain because it's like what what they, what they does that mean? They
1: like, didn't use a virtual Carrie Fisher for her face, but it is yes. But she's right. being inserted. Oh, yes. I suspect, yeah. and, and I think yeah. they voice samples.
7: Yeah. 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 Well, and so this yeah. was the
6: trick for me. And again, like going back to the the problem with like not being able to take your analytical hat off is like knowing it's hard that they did that. Yeah. Watching, yeah. It, I was like looking for the seams essentially, yeah. and like so that was hard to, to dial hard. back. Well, that's but, the thing. It's like every time I listened to it, I was like, oh, okay, so this kind of makes sense. Sense, but like okay so the, what was she probably actually talking about yeah it, everything's yeah.
1: a little weird it's, not, it's 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 technically brilliantly done i think it looks perfect. if you didn't know oh, yeah, no, it and looks it fine, sounds but she doesn't
5: she doesn't what she says doesn't like yes there is no way if you had carrie fisher on set you would write these lines correct yep like
0: no. it, exactly or yeah. yeah.
3: well, yeah. even if you did it, she would change them to something better that used to exactly, be exactly that was her
6: job yeah yeah Yeah, but it it is tricky because it's the whole thing where it's like if you start looking for it, if you didn't know, if you went in like not realizing Carrie Fisher was dead or you watch this movie 30 years from now and you don't know that. I think it may not matter to most people. You would just be like, that's eh, a little, it's a little You're odd, feel but like, whatever. Why didn't,
5: they, why didn't they use her? All she, yeah. she, they, we have like yeah. three things of her saying yes, four of her saying no, one of her sad, one of her happy build build scenes around it. The yeah. first
4: time I saw it, I came out of the theater being like, oh my God, there was so much Carrie Fisher in this. And then the second time I watched it, when I had the analytical hat on a little bit, uh, that was when I could see the seams and I was like, oh yeah. God, no, there really mm-hmm. isn't very much. Yeah. But that first time that I watched it, I felt like it was. I got a lot more than I even expected. Yeah. A lot yeah. of the establishing hey. shots from behind, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every, she's,
1: yeah. she's in shadow for our pivotal scene. Entirely we see a lot, lot more Princess
3: Leia than we got of Carrie Fisher, yep. I think, is the way that the, when I was noticing that was like, we see her from the back. We see just her hand. We see over her shoulder and her hairdo, but, that, mm-hmm. but
1: not her. I want to applaud Lucasfilm for their... Leaning into their, it. Yeah, well, I mean, on, honestly, <laughs> like, um, this is how I feel about Tarkin in Rogue One, which is they could have hid him and used him just a little. And they're like, nope, we're going to use him a lot. And really, with with Leia in this movie, she could appear just a little bit. And they're like, nope, we're going to have whole scenes with her and characters interacting with her, and we're going to do it. And I admire all of that, and I admire the... the uh, how it honors Carrie Fisher, but the dialogue, yeah, it's you know other mm-hmm. characters are around them. Like there's uh, Kelly uh, Marie Tran, right? Is, uh, she's mm-hmm. she's in the background in one scene, like applying all of the spin, and then uh, Lupita mm-hmm. Nyong'o mm-hmm. at one point declares yeah. what and she's yeah, going monsters. to do. <laughs> Moskinata, right? Because she's like Leia is going to do this now because that's how they had to do it, and it's just it's tough because I can't judge it any other way, knowing what I know. I'm glad she's in the movie. Not know it, but it's awkward. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also glad that they didn't go there and go full Tarkin with her and make it even more disbelieving. Mm -hmm. Make it make it something for people like us who are the people who are going to notice most anyway, and you know other people that that it ends up looking very CGI and very weird. And when she talks, it's not quite right, but I can't put my finger on why. And like, I'm really glad that they kept Princess Leia out of the Uncanny Valley. It makes me very happy that that was really what happened. And
5: Cushing had been dead for years, so that's a lot easier to get away with, too. Mm-hmm. Like like Jason said, the way this is like a microcosm for the rest of the movie, another way I think is, we've been touching on this, is that what this movie does, the the frenetic pace, the very complicated plot with the many steps, the working around an actor that you don't have for it, um it's a high degree of difficulty on display in this movie is extremely skilled movie making because if you are not incredibly skilled like at the top of your game you can't make a movie like this work what we've been saying mostly is that don't do that to yourself don't try to make a movie (laughs) work. make a better movie that's easier to make work but in every instance where we are going to find fault it's like true definitely true but, like, they did the best that anybody could be imagined <laughs> yes. to be doing. And, like, and especially on second viewing, you say, like, I cannot believe you managed to, like, fit in all those dots and connect them with all these lines. Because mm-hmm. there's so many dots and so many lines. And, you you know, you found time to be funny and interesting. There's too too and, many, and, and but clever. Clever. And, they are all connected. And, right? But yeah. but you have to have <laughs> <Yeah>. an incredible <laughs> like amount of Like, it's deals. a conspiracy
6: like this- yarn board.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, no, but, like, <laughs> this is incredibly competent filmmaking. Put to the task of making a movie that should have had been revised before you started executing.
4: What I appreciate is sort of the the negative space that's left around General Leia's character. Uh, Yes, the the actual dialogue and the actual scenes are. Uh, definitely janky, but the the choices that they made in terms of what her character has done from the last movie to now made me very, very happy. The fact that uh, that she picks up Luke's mantle and continues to train Ray that was not something that I was expecting, that Leia's training her in the ways of the Force. And, you know, the, the moment where you have Ray calling her master, like, uh, that got me in the heart, and that made up for an awful lot of really weird, awkward exchanges that she had with other characters. So, yeah, it makes so me what, wonder what she, the
5: story would have been if she actually yeah, yeah. died. Like, yeah. I, I would love to know what. Like, did they make adjustments to the existing story? Did they come up with an entirely new one? Again, a credit to the filmmakers that, like, that they managed to, like, what you just said. Out of so few parts, they managed to make. An actual story for an actor they didn't have. And you know, obviously the, the mechanics of the It is impressive there, it, but...
7: having just gone back and watched The Last Jedi. It does feel like in Last Jedi where like Leia's out of commission for half the movie. Yeah. And it's like why why did you do that? And the reason is because <laughs> the movie's about, be her movie is. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the movie's they, about they, Luke. They, but it's like, but then we yeah, never get and, that yeah. one.
6: And they didn't know she was gonna die. I mean, here's I the, other, the the thing to me that sort of builds on that is I felt myself like like Erica said, I was surprised by the the training part of it. I was <sighs> It's and I have no problem with it. It's just like I kind of wish we had seen that threaded throughout seven and eight. Like if she was able to do that, I wish that they had used her when they had her for that rather than having to jam it all in later because it it doesn't it kind of comes out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's like I have no trouble
6: believing that she's capable of it. I just wish that it had been front loaded a little bit more and we had gotten actually gotten Carrie Fisher to spend time playing it rather yeah. than having to use mm-hmm. sort of the scraps. Yeah, because
2: yeah. I mean like at the end it's like, and here's Leia's lightsaber. And it's like that oh
6: That's convenient. Okay.
2: Like <laughs> yeah. it was like that's awesome. And that's something that we've talked about is like Why did we, we know never get to see her right. wield it, right? We know yeah. she's yeah. force yeah. sensitive. We know Not she can do this. So there we,
1: there is a digital Carrie Fisher and a digital Mark Hamill in this yes, movie and it's that true. one brief scene that's a flashback to them tr- to Luke training Leia post-return post, re- yeah. post Return of the Jedi and I, I, I don't know how all you feel I loved it it was really short and those are recognizably those characters from back in the original trilogy yeah. and I like that suggestion mm-hmm. like it, it's like you'd read in a book and they'd say and of course after that luke trained leia to be a jedi of it's course like, i did. love yeah. just yeah. seeing it briefly and then you know there wasn't much to it they lift their helmets and then we're out of there but it was like yep. yes there they are jj did the
5: Tarkin thing again because they have them in the blast shields like oh this is a convenient way not to show their faces just like nope flip we're showing the yep. faces yeah. but i
3: also really really i liked how they did it and it was the, like you jason like it was the exact right amount like yeah. i knew exactly who it was what they were doing and like dan i was sad that i didn't get to see more of that stuff because that's what i've been yeah. waiting for since leia had that feeling that time was like when does she get a lightsaber mm-hmm. it's like, but it's boy, like howdy. to
6: leans point like i think what it felt it felt a little bit like a sop to me and that was frustrating yeah. because it was like oh here's the lightsaber it's like why
5: did you wait until like they're trying to make up i mean JJ. i I know but because he did jade didn't make eight right so that wasn't an eight right yeah it wasn't in seven either he did make that one he's trying to say well she did have a lightsaber and i'm also going to explain why she gave it up which is a retroactive way of explaining why you didn't see this elsewhere although again you saw leia use plenty of force stuff in episode eight but she doesn't run around whacking people with lightsaber
3: also that lightsaber was really pretty i like i loved (laughs) it it was so nice
1: Okay, let's take one more break. I want to tell you about our third and final sponsor for this episode. It's ExpressVPN. We all know how a VPN can protect your privacy and security online. It can also help your region information. Uh, first off, people won't know where you are, which is good for your privacy, they won't be able to geolocate you. But also, it means that when you're watching TV and using streaming services, you can change your location. Now, I mostly use this when I'm traveling to push myself back into the United States so I can watch the stuff that I paid for, because there's nothing more frustrating than being told, oh, hey, I know you've got this service, but uh, you're in Europe, so you can't see it. That's the worst. But yes, I have heard tell from many sources that it can let you do things like, you know, watch Doctor Who in the UK or, or get on Japanese Netflix. That may also be true, uh, although I can't confirm that. I can confirm that... The security and privacy features of expressvpn it hides your ip address so you can control where you want sites to think you're located they won't know they can't link it to your home ip address you can choose from a hundred different countries um, there are hundreds of different VPNs out there, but ExpressVPN's great. It is ridiculously fast, which is what you want when you're watching shows. No buffering, no lag. You can stream things in HD, compatible with all of your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want wherever you want. Uh, go to this link right now, expressvpn.com. You'll get three extra months free with a one-year package. Support the incomparable. Watch what you want. Protect yourself from snoopers expressvpn.com slash snell thank you to expressvpn for supporting the incomparable
5: the first thing on my cut list is almost everything you just described in yeah this <laughs> okay. like, which is like i don't need to see the falcon going to the ice planet and getting the tape and plugging r2 into the giant usb cable like it just cut hyperspace jumping uh, the no, was cool. like, I was skipping with school. Like this is my I thing. I imagine that, that, I, <laughs> that there's a meeting. There's a meeting with JJ, like before this movie is made. And here's the key phrase in that meeting that you would look JJ in the eyes and say, these are all good ideas, <laughs> which is true. Mm-hmm.
7: I just, I, see. I imagined a different meeting, John. I imagined a meeting where there are th- there are three Star Wars librarians there, and they're like, "Look, JJ, this is how space works." And JJ flips the table and says, "I don't care how space works. I'm JJ
5: Abrams. I'll tell <laughs> you how space these works." Are, these are all good ideas. You can't, you can't,
0: can't have them all, no. man. You can't but can't if
4: you, have you don't have, have the all. hyperspace k- skipping, then you don't have the the same sequence between Ray and Poe. But like talking about, you know, it's on fire. Well, what's left of him isn't on fire with BB-8. And that was one of my favorite moments in the yeah, entire no, thing. I, these so. are all
5: good ideas. I'm saying I'm not saying this is bad stuff that you should cut it because it's bad or th- that it doesn't contribute to the movie. It all does contribute. But there's so much of it. Something and has so to go. My First thing on my cut list. <laughs> Clearly d- it does Don't doesn't. have that secret mission.
7: Sorry. I was I was thrown by the like the plot point of the emperor is back. Uh, which seemed like a weird thing to give us in the crawl and not show us, but again, I guess it's like, nope. We, we instead we get hyperspace skipping. Um, I don't.
2: That feels Star Warsy to me, though.
5: Yeah, yeah, it does.
7: You get a lot of stuff out of the way with the crawl.
2: Yeah.
6: Yeah, that's fine. I I I admit to my nitpick about the the hyperspace thing just because I do think 789 fundamentally really changed the way that like speed felt yeah. and it always yeah. oh, has yeah. frustrated me because it felt like there were rules, it was dangerous and like yeah. you shouldn't be doing these things and there's yeah. like
7: there's tension in certain a line points in the Force Awakens where it, Ray and 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 Han are in the Falcon for the first time and they're like we're going to jump to light speed from inside this uh, hangar that has an open door and like that's dangerous oh, yeah. and yeah. it's like is that even yeah, possible? No, 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 no. No, that's nothing.
1: now. <laughs>
5: Well, they're yeah. pushing forward the state of the art. I mean, there's new OS updates for the Falcon yeah.
7: every time.
1: Uh, no, no,
5: no, there's not. That, that thing is... is
1: Absolute technology.
5: The Falcon is riddled with malware.
7: It's between this and
6: JJ's treatment of warp speed in Star yeah. Trek where it feels like you really don't
7: understand even, like, theoretically how this works. There, there's a lot it's of fiction, I get it, planets within but... sight of each other that's the key yeah, yeah. I, I think
5: it, is, it was exciting and the audience mostly bought it and it's fun i don't care about the details it's just that just that entire sequence if you get if you want to give this movie more breathing room either you make it three hours or you start cutting unnecessary stuff and bottom line is you you could start the movie after all that happened
7: i have to i mean that is that's i guess it's it's this is the start of it the there is a spy in the first order i don't care <laughs>
5: <laughs> i like i like on the dispense with that also though. who
7: it is is obvious from the yeah. moment that yeah they it's said. one it's <laughs> like, one of two I, people uh, yeah. are how only two, two I only actors i only know one of their names so right. yeah. <laughs> the
6: other one is richard grant and it's like well we never met richard grant before <laughs> i guess he could be a spy yeah
1: <laughs> so in in the quest section we've got a few things going on here um richard e grant who was just mentioned he is a, a an old school empire guy loves the emperor emperor he's going to do whatever uh kylo ren says um uh, that meeting uh, is a fun star wars meeting in the way there's that moment where jen where hux is like no no uh you're making the mask work and the woman next to him is like love it (laughs) like right
0: and and,
1: and the the guy and then the guy (laughs) sitting next to richard e grant is asking
7: a great question.
1: questions mm. about <laughs> and all and the asinite plants and l- like his grandpa before him except way more violent he's like i'm not gonna choke yeah. you i'm just gonna slam you on the ceiling until you're a <laughs> pancake don't ask and then questions. Keep talking while you're yeah. up there
4: and I feel like that was a really important uh, character moment for for Kylo Ren because, yeah, like you said, he is like his grandfather, but he's really not because he so doesn't have his stuff together. He is he is out of control, and that is kind of an important thing for him throughout the it's entirety a of this style, movie. For sure. Yeah, yeah and, <laughs> oh yes, where is yeah, he so works, Slamming John? the guy against the ceiling is is this <laughs> beautiful fan fan uh, ish echo of the first yep. movie, but in a way that actually makes it fit in with with this character in this movie and now. Yeah.
5: yeah, And J.J. loves to hang a lantern on things that yes, might not does. make sense. You have to have the character... They do it later with the Hold'em maneuver. You have to have the character ask the question that the audience is thinking. And then J.J. swats it down in <laughs> a millisecond and moves on. It's like, I addressed your concern. <laughs> the guy asked the question <laughs> and I stuck him to the ceiling. Next
2: scene. But honestly, who hasn't been in a meeting where you have... No not want you know like I've been in meetings where I've wanted to force slam people on the ceiling and... <laughs>
1: <laughs> alright so um, we go to Pasaana, planet. here's a new planet everybody they're having a festival that only happens once every 42 years here it is colorful kites delectable sweets um, uh, Ray meets a cute alien kid who asks her her family name. That is kind of a touchy issue. She doesn't have one. Who does not
5: die? Let's just give credit for showing a, a <laughs> planet with cute little child aliens that is not blown yeah, up. Yeah, often in the you movie.
1: don't mm-hmm. see the children mm-hmm. of the squid alien adults in this case. They're, they're like, <laughs> no. no, here, are the, <laughs> they're adorable. They are
7: adorable. I also. And I like that they're having like a family festival. It's not a seedy ca- cantina or yeah, no you know death sticks sail barge. To be scene. It's, it's just like bright. no, this is yeah, normal people cool. having a holiday. I, I did Damn wish I that that nice.
6: one scene of like the puppet show with the kids were watching yeah. was going to pick up from the end of episode eight, where the kids are telling the story about Luke. Right. Yeah. Like I was yeah. like, oh, this is going to yeah. be a way of showing that the legends have grown, etc. And people are about. Th- nope, it's just. I think at the thing. very least,
1: it so- showing the children is trying to give a little bit of extra resonance to this idea that what's happened with the First Order Legacy. is that they've been Legacy. <laughs> Tony, thank you. Yeah. No, that the First Order's been stealing children, right? Like, the stormtroopers yes. like Finn mm-hmm. all are being yep. taken as children and conscripted, and so you see these alien children here. It's hard not to think yeah. about that Don't a Don't
7: think about that later in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they kill all the stormtroopers. 80, 80, 80 million <laughs> stormtroopers yeah, left storm, and right. One of the,
1: one of the lessons <laughs> that happens later in the movie when they get to the indoor system is that they, they meet a bunch of former stormtroopers just like Finn, and it's sure. like, oh, stormtroopers are people too, including Including all those ones Uh-oh. that we shot to death yep. earlier oh well, you know that's
5: war as hell
4: they're all willing to kill innocent that's people. The that's the difference. That's the real shake Yeah. Out. So go ahead and, go it's ahead our, and shoot them. I mean, them.
7: you know, I, I, I just feel like when when Finn and Poe are running through that uh that ship, they don't really give those guys a chance to be like, yo, what's your morality?
4: But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're still there, so yeah. they've, they've pledged it by, by just being there. They've brainwashed! Yeah. It's not you know? their fault! Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's part... I mean, the, Star, Wars still is not, Star
5: Wars is not lean on this, except no. maybe in Rogue One, but that's that's war for you. Like, just, there's humans we didn't see the
7: ecstasy in Force Awakens where there were four people like Finn being like I don't want to do this I'm going to head to an escape
1: pod and they get shot by a resistance fighter on the way to the escape yeah. pod That's... It's, uh, it's it's true I, I had that same thought yeah. and I felt I felt really bad because in that scene where they're shooting all the stormtroopers when they're on the ship um, every single stormtrooper makes uh, a, a personalized death squeal and it, yeah. I thought it was the funniest thing the first time through and the second time through I also thought it was the funniest thing was there,
5: was there no Wilhelm in the this- movie i listened for there, it
1: twice no and get there i thought i heard it i thought i heard it early similar, on similar though they, they were like trying mm-hmm. to make their own wilhelms um anyway uh the first stormtrooper to die dies here on <laughs> from an arrow. Uh, from an arrow. It's not not good. Anyway, they, they um she gets beads in a festival. There's the force thing. with She has a force conversation with uh, Kylo Ren where he takes her beads and, aha, I have a clue. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use this to find where you are. Worst Mardi Gras cool. ever. I
7: like that. Yep. I thought that was a really cool. Yep. I mean, th- that builds on things we had seen before. Yep. I, I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. And the, sets up stuff later yes, in the movie. Something
6: new. It is a gasp-worthy reveal, I think, to a yes, certain yes. extent when he comes and, away with and it. And
5: they make it into a plot point because they track yeah to the planet based on the beads. Yeah, I yeah, really no, like really, that. filmmakers. I,
0: yeah.
2: We we didn't get to see the CSI team analyzing those beads no. and I think we <laughs> could Imperial have.
7: CSI. Yeah.
3: But I did really li- I I liked that moment too and and it was one of the times where I was surprised by something that was happening. And yeah. oh, whoa, that was really cool. Also um
1: yeah. uh I'll point out at this point that what we we have heard him have his conversation with the emperor who has given him very clear instructions to kill her um but Kylo Ren is not gonna listen. He's a bad employee, right? Like he's got other he's plans. got other plans. <laughs> he's he always wants. had other plans. He really thinks that they were they're gonna make a great evil team like his like his grandfather before yeah, so mm-hmm. uh Billy D Williams appears here in his first of his two appearances <laughs>
7: which is which is great but you have questions about like how long have you been waiting here yeah, i um, I was
6: as I told Tony yeah. after he's been at burning man yeah. space burning man yeah. <laughs> for this entire time well the
7: festival is only every 42 years yeah but so it also like, runs 42 years oh, oh, it's just oh, okay you yeah, gotta do the math uh, on that. Yeah. he's okay. he just I just he he was camping out he had a really great spotted line think, and he was well, like he's well', not well it's,
4: camping he's it, in a mope like his whole house moves. yeah
1: he's
5: in a yeah. With Tiny trends trends He goes from party with to party. This. Tiny house with Lando. Mm.
1: Yeah, no, Lando's not a system. Yeah. It's a moving yeah. party. Yeah. I, He's I, a man, I, baby. I'd, I'd
5: forgotten that he was in this movie. Even though, even though he too. was in the teaser that I saw, I literally had forgotten that he was in when this movie. He, uh, when that Same.
7: stormtrooper went down and uh, somebody grabbed them and pulled them, I whispered to the
5: people next to me, it's gonna be Lando. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I was, immediately like, I Immediately. But, but here's the thing, I, second <laughs> on my cut list, unfortunately, Lando. Oh! Uh-huh. <gasps> Wow! Oh, this this podcast is over <laughs> Not yeah. because I don't like Lando And not because I don't think he was used well But because if you, again, if you're going to make Breathing Room And you're not going to add an hour to this movie can This you remove, is where can, we part ways, can, good Can sir. you remove Lando and, keep, thing, and oh. keep, keep the plot together And hit all no. the major plot points? Yes, Lando is the plot, there is no movie without <laughs> to be Lando fair, they,
1: he takes him into his motorhome Tells him some stuff, and then they leave And then that's it yeah. no. And
5: then later he comes back flying the Falcon with Chewie Which is awesome, right? Oh, but who you, you who is next, John Syracuse? A wedge? Do you come
1: no, no, look, look, these, these are
5: the kind of tough again these are all good ideas do you have no <laughs> heart
4: <laughs> like but you can't have them all yes mm-hmm. you can we just saw it well
5: i know you know what i mean you know what i mean like, John Z- know, Aracusa, just, just, keep the snake that yeah. we don't learn the name so, of but Lando, well, here's, lando's here's out the thing. Th- several things that cut before <laughs> but, lando I've let me be the clear snake on my cut list but it, like they have to i mean unless you're going to show episode seven. of Oh, the so you cut spoilers. the snake
6: and so she had to
1: heal it
5: yeah <laughs> she they have to establish that somehow that's true she could have hit lando
1: there you speaking go. of of cutting of things that could be on the cut list uh this is followed by a um a, a long, long chase, chase yes. reminiscent of the pod race in which stormtroopers mm. fly there is a funny line there that they spoil.
7: reminiscent of harry potter a bit. uh yeah uh, jason, jason we are not allowed to cut this because we are going to sell so many toys based on this scene <laughs>
4: Uh-huh.
7: This scene pays for the movie. Yeah, this,
1: this scene doesn't work for me at all. I thought it was a waste of time. I thought it was badly done. Um, I, I did like the moment where they throw the rope where Finn f- throws the rope and the, the guy and the the location actually works mm-hmm. where like once he's on he says hey Poe Poe turns and they whip him into the rock and kill him I was like okay that's, that's pretty cool but like I think it's unnecessary it's a chase scene on the way to the MacGuffin and then they get to the mm-hmm. MacGuffin the MacGuffin is uh, especially for people who've been watching The Mandalorian where the Mandalorian sp- slight mild spoiler for the Mandalorian he leaves his uh, his spaceship out in the desert untended for like a couple hours and it's completely stripped by Jawas um, here yeah. a a Jedi hunter has left his ship on top of a big rock in the middle yeah, of the desert. The key is you leave
7: it on the rock. It's that's As long as it's not in direct contact with the same. <laughs> For a deck,
6: <laughs> Jawas no can't climb. can't climb. This planet they, they has no jawas. They don't look so, There's up. no one else on this planet? <laughs> <laughs> It's, Look at those people. They're it's, nice.
7: It is. It is convenient that the, this ship has been there for years. A short walk from the yeah, festival. Yeah, it, well, it's a, it's a little bit of a drive, but like
1: it's not that much yeah. of a drive because they just drove there. So obviously, also, you can get and like Lando was like, "Well, I don't really feel like tearing that thing apart." The people I'm here for on the that festival. planet
4: know about the sinking sand so i'm oh, not going uh-huh. out there That's yeah
5: it, it's it, it, that it, was that was mentioned like again good construction the sinking it's were still, mentioned it's silly that it's there it.
1: and I, I thought that perhaps in a previous draft of the script it was it was buried down in the sand but then they wanted it up on the rock so they could do the other other stuff anyway they do find this ship of the jedi hunter where they're going to get the clue to the wayfinder because they need to get a clue to do, get to a thing to get to another thing how many jedis do you think that guy hunted
5: that he gets to be called a jedi hunter?
1: One maybe not, he may- probably not didn't a lot kill him as an title.
0: You only okay, need to
5: get to you're, you're hunting One. them all the time. You don't catch any.
1: Okay, <laughs> just checking. So they they do sink in the sinking sands and uh they go into a into a tunnel. There's a funny joke about how the com- comparative light of a flashlight versus a lightsaber that yeah. Um, no. that was funny.
7: Also, we uh, c-3po is used for, for humor oh so, yes yeah, so. you know
1: <laughs>
5: and this is this is the start of the uh ray just before we die finn says i have <laughs> yeah. a thing that you, i need to tell you which which by the way on second viewing i understood what he was trying to tell her and that it, talking to people after seeing it the first time and you know it seems and talking to everyone i saw it with they didn't know but on second viewing it's totally clear what he wanted to tell her we'll get to that well,
1: okay tell me because that's not clear to me <laughs>
2: I have no it's idea. That he's force
1: sensitive; that he feels the yeah. force now. No, no, that's not yeah, what that's it what is. it is. Um,
2: that's what JJ says. It see, is. there's some disagreement. It's not
5: clear. <laughs> look, uh, I, look, obviously, it's not conveyed clear enough because everyone I know who saw it the first time, no one had a clue, right? So the the movie has failed to communicate whatever it was that it was trying to communicate. Unless it was tr- it was it was communicating that we're not going to tell you what this is. But I don't think that's what it is. On second viewing, it is 100 percent it clear to me that he was going to tell her that she's a Palpatine because he says. You don't know what Ray's dealing with. She's dealing with a thing that I know and Leia knows as well. There's only one thing that would affect Ray is trying to deal with something personally that Finn knows and Leia knows as well, and that's that she's a Palpatine. It's the only thing that fits the theory, unless it is
1: something entirely outside this movie. Uh, I think Finn, ha- having been awakened to the Force, is entirely inside this movie.
5: Why would Leia know that though? Like it, this, it she, he says explicitly. Leia knows. Leia knows it too. You don't know what she's dealing with, and Leia knows mm. it too.
3: But what she's dealing with is not what he's trying to tell no, her. that's not the same conversation. Those
7: yeah,
5: her conversation. Yeah. No, it's, it, it's, late, it's much later in the movie. They touch on this several times, they go back and forth, but on second viewing, I saw all the pieces fit together, and it's like, the only thing that fits Sherlock Holmes <laughs> style, the only thing that fits all the clues, is that. Uh, John, is your wall
6: covered in thumbtacks and string? <laughs> it, it, I'm so, serious.
5: John, it, John it, you're not it, supposed to eat the yarn. You're supposed to put it yeah, on the wall. I, <laughs> I, I actually debated taking notes during the second viewing, but I didn't want to turn on my phone in the I theater. I took notes on a piece of paper, her, but, John. But, piece of but paper, like... Yeah, I know um, this ancient technology. So
1: meanwhile, you know. down in the hole, um, before <laughs> thank you. Is it us? Are we in the hole? We, get, we are. We are in the hole. Um, there is a snake monster down there that Ray heals with the Force. Um, but before we get there, I want to point out how totally cool this uh, Jedi hunter is. That he had a cool Sith symbol. On the hood of his car, it was hood ornament. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was a Sith <laughs> totally. Hood yeah, ornaments. Thieves
7: love to steal those. That's why they sink down into the Arabian. Yeah. The, uh, you get, and the you get the you get the idea that this guy shopped at Hot Topic. Yeah, uh, so he's got the <laughs> Sith
1: hood ornament. They find uh, mm-hmm. his bones. They find a dagger that's written in the Sith language. Um, which is uh super cool i guess
5: uh, <laughs> I, I like this in um, the political commentary with the idea that the reason 3po can't say it is because of a law that was passed in the senate
1: like, i think, that, I think <laughs> that's, like that's bad funny tech, bad I, tech yeah law. well it's just I like think it was here funny. is a
7: place where 3po could be legitimately useful it's the dmca basically it's like an and the story hole. does not allow and the story is like nope he doesn't get to be useful because he's PO. there's so
5: much humor yeah. value to be mined <laughs> later when he it says yeah. it's too bad the only place that exists is in my memory I'm like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: like what so
7: Oh, good. Stuff. It's to good. C-3PO, yeah. what have you whispered it to R2D2, and R2D2 whispered <laughs> it to us? Can you draw
5: it in the sand?
7: I thought they were going to logic it out of him somehow, but uh, what they didn't said is just as delightful. So,
1: uh, also, this is where uh, the the Knights of Ren have caught up with them, and uh, Rey is walk decided she can tell that Kylo Ren is coming for her, and so she walks out into the desert. She's she's going to go be in. A she teaser. does. There's yeah. a little
7: bit. There's some confusing geography here in terms yeah. of who is where who can and how. See what? how how far away is things, and who's just around the corner from something, and who's a million well, they, miles away. They do the
5: thing where they keep sending people out after the people that have gone out, and it's just bad organization. Like, stop I, sending people yes. out after the people who well, are like lost. Like walkie-talkies.
7: I <laughs> yeah. felt like this
6: was a... Yeah, I think I felt like there was some slight editing and or blocking that needed to be adjusted here, just to... Because... Uh, you can see her walk down and then finn goes down and then finn sees the transports which are i guess just around the corner and it's yeah, like well do, no one do, else they saw do that. establish
5: the two transports again second view they do I they do really yes i know so it's it amazing
1: too because it's in one shot you see there are two transports and then every other shot is zoomed in where you can only see yeah, the but one you
5: can't tell which one they're boarding and they take off from behind a mm-hmm. mountain so you can't tell so they absolutely play fair yeah they're sneaky well, although like well. will the wisdom of that you know and so i feel like the whole the whole harry potter uh pod race sequence or whatever we do need oh, to harry pod race. Ray to this there point go. all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> because because this this sequence with ray is super important to the movie so you cannot cut this and this is oh like, i agree this, this uh confrontation with ray is pivotal. and
1: and by the way uh i had uh my uh my son's uh, sitting next to me during the second viewing was like why is he doing this? Like Kylo Ren doing this, like I'm going to come at you with my my TIE fighter. But he actually addresses this in dialogue later mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. It's just like, I needed to do this. I needed to show you. Like, I needed to push you. needed yeah. to push you so you can yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, they they, uh, they capture Chewie and they're going to take him away on a transport uh, that we think is the transport Chewie's on, tries to take off. She uses the force to stop it. Uh, Kylo Ren oppo- opposes Rey. Uh, and then, Creepy Emperor Force Lightning shoots out of her fingers and blows up legitimately. The, the whole thing. yeah. That was, that yeah. was yeah. Yeah. and literally I was, too. I was,
7: uh, thank you, Dan.
4: <laughs> Even before the Force Lightning happened, I found this sequence way more engaging than the yes. chase. Just mm-hmm. when you know yes. when when she just she Absolutely. reaches up with her hand and it freezes in the air, I gasped right? yeah. and I thought that was really yeah. cool just on its own. I was really excited to see that. Look how powerful she's gotten, right. and mm-hmm. then and then when Kylo Ren comes out of his ship and they start basically doing. The tug of war. It was just like it was elevated another notch. Well, but they
7: did this last movie, which
4: made me laugh because I'm so like, you it saw what a happened saber, with the lightsaber. They ship. did it
7: with a lightsaber. I don't want to see them do it with a ship with people in it. <laughs> right yeah. no, but
6: it was still the same thing. It was like you know what happens when this. Works. You know well,
5: you're going you to just tear you didn't the thing expect apart. The lightning, though, did you? No, yeah. I
1: didn't expect mm-hmm. lightning. But so, I,
5: here's the thing: I think that lightning moment would have been just as shocking if we didn't do the fake out Chewie death. Uh, I am anti fake out Chewie death because you resurrect him ten minutes later, uh, and it's sad to think Chewie's dead even briefly. And I actually did. Because I don't know anything about the movie, right? I do thought not he was dead. do a fake. Action. I thought he was dead oh. too. I yeah. actually
6: thought. See, I wouldn't say no. Don't do it because I thought it was one of the parts that I was legitimately
5: affected by. I, I because thought it, of you behind me when that happened, I'm like Dan is not going to like this. I was
6: like, well, I was like clutching
7: my wife's
5: arm at that point because no. I was really upset because I'm still, I was still and upset the, about the time
6: they
1: it, killed him in the EU. you don't have to be upset geez. about that anymore. Too yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> It
5: feels manipulative, and the, yes. and the thing is, you don't need it. We were all gasping about the ship and the lightning they're sufficient yeah. we mm. don't need her to feel guilty about a death that we and they undo it so fast i, think
6: I know they but do. i was relieved
7: that they undo they it. do everything fast
5: yeah the li- literally <laughs> somebody
1: yeah. walks into the room and says sir i have great news we captured that wookie and he's like why are you
4: telling me right. this I think the fake out is more important for Ray's character than it is yes. for us yeah. as the audience. Yes. I think okay. she does yeah. need to feel that guilt because I think that's part of her her struggle within herself throughout the whole movie. And why would she, you know, it's one more reason for her to be extra scared of herself in the future because she knows she has the power to kill one of her friends. Yeah,
5: no, I, I, she needs to have done something bad. She doesn't need to have killed Chewie. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Like, I, 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 like think,
4: I think the
6: trick is there was a movie in which if that had happened and it had been then, like, if it had been true, right? Like, th- there's a different yeah, kind of movie that we're making though. here. She needs to
5: kill a bunch of civilians. Some right, but even Tuscan Tuscan
6: you know. Raiders. Yeah, just kill yeah. those. <laughs> no one cares. No, but my point was that I felt, uh, what, what I thought did work about it is there were, until they undid it, there were legitimately, like, five, ten minutes there where you're like, oh, is this this kind of movie? Mm-hmm. Like, are yeah. we killing off main characters? Because there's a movie in which you could do that.
7: It would be a very different yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah. You could do that here. They do not do that yeah. here. <laughs> So nine is where you start killing yeah. the main characters. Honestly, That's right. about,
4: about 90 seconds before he gets on that ship, I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're going to kill Chewie. Like when yeah. he leaves the ship to go get get her, I was like, oh, he's going to die. Yeah. So it really worked for me. Very yeah, much. You can't
5: have your cake and eat it, too. You either kill him or you don't. Uh, if you're going to have to like she needed she needed someone to have a permanent death. And the thing is, they didn't even give her time to like for her. She did think he was dead for some period of time. They, because of the pace of the movie, they gave her so little time to feel that emotion. She got like one scene
7: yeah, in yeah. one There's shot. There's
5: no time. We're off to the next planet. We're we're different
7: planet. We're even getting there in a different ship. That's how fast paced this is moving.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, off to Kajimi now. Seems like a mining planet. Mountainous. So here's what I like about this. It it is atmospheric. This is a like a densely packed city. There's snow. Yeah. There's those creepy, you know, snow trooper stormtroopers going around door to door it's like mm-hmm. oppressive obviously the first order has kind of taken over this place and and so it's a, a an oppressively managed regime it's not the kind of like fun desert uh, uh chaos it's like super you know unpleasant uh police it's urban it's not it's not uh, a and it's, it's a police state, the, state right the like they're they're they're, they're yeah. going on night but patrols and this spooky
7: spooky spotlights he everywhere had the
5: nod to uh, a new hope with the world's worst police state uh, policy which is Door is locked. Move on to the yeah, next one. Well,
1: you know, <laughs> they're,
5: they're, do not move on to the. Been, that's that's one. Oh, the ones. They're still, still stormtroopers. <laughs> you know.
7: uh, the uh,
1: so anyway, they they were followed there. We get the classic thing where you always leave somebody in the rubble to follow the people who are in the rubble. Um, we meet a. There's a new droid uh, that is uh, Do. Uh, eventually, is the, is the name. And there are storm stormtroopers everywhere in this planet, and and in this section, we also meet uh, a a friend of Poe, Zori. There's a
7: lot of NPCs in this chunk. I would have edited this adventure yes, differently. Yes, there's the joint yeah. repair guy who
5: I love
4: my favorite yeah. but, uh, yeah. and I
5: love yeah. Zori too yeah. like, and yeah. again yep. the reason I was so brutal cutting things there is because I cannot cut Zori because I love him yeah Zori and Babu Frick <laughs> yeah. right in the middle yeah. is, is, I mean, yeah. Is, yeah. no no that's yeah.
1: th- those this is great and and the talk about the C-3PO comedy like he's he's got comedy attached to the plot line like it's we got to erase his memory and they say well R2's got a backup and he's like do you really want to trust R2 but they're like do you have a <laughs> yeah. better idea 3PO and he's like no I really don't and then of course at the moment that they shut him off to wipe his memory he goes oh I think he's I have another one, idea he's like I got another idea. Yeah. It's, it's I not. thought all of this
6: was way better than the festival plan stuff. This is some of the most engaging part of the movie for me personally. Like, I, mm-hmm. I for all the reasons Jason just described, I think a lot of that works, it feels Star Wars y. There's moments, there's some breathing room here, right? Like, Poe and Zori get to have a conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yes. I, need, you need this place down, down here. here.
7: I don't, there's there's a couple moments where they're like we're supposed to care about Poe's mysterious past, and it's like he's I in Star Wars they
0: play
1: it for comedy. Like I don't, everyone has a serious. That's, that's like, the moment where I got where I accepted it is where it was like you were a spice runner, you were a stormtrooper, you were a spice well, you runner, were you were a scavenger, you <laughs> Okay, scavenger. We all have history. All day, here. All day.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, no, that was yeah. good. It
7: worked yeah. for there, me. There you go. Me. I guess JJ p- puts a link on yeah. it. You know, it's
6: like
1: <laughs> yep. it is dumb, and I'm going to point it out.
6: I did want to throw out one thing, Jason, that we kind of glossed over, which I think is kind of significant, which is ray's mention of the ship and how she
1: recognizes the yes, ship which yeah, we all recognize we, the ship we, from the yes, teaser. Right? she just hasn't put it all together <laughs> yeah. yet but we'll get we'll get there but yeah she in in the first time with the ship she says i think i know the That's ship and that comes back a damn
6: conspiracy theorists
1: online actually called yeah, that all one It's for them it's all connected <laughs> yeah, yeah. um yeah and also by the way Zori has this like sim card that you can use to get into anywhere in the first order which is pretty cool um no, and uh, this is this is where Poe also says, uh, uh, last time we, we uh, sent out a call for help, nobody came. And she gives him that pep talk, which is like, you know, that's how they get you. They beat you down. They make you think you're alone. You're not alone. And of course, that comes back later.
2: I like her a lot, and I'm glad she's in the movie. But this is also where um, my deep-seated disappointment that... Um, they're making it evident that Finn and Poe are not going to get together. Comes through <laughs> no, I, really, I, really clear. I don't know. I
4: read the end differently than you. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I, yeah. Who's, it's not. Yes. not an
5: Either or thing. You know.
2: No, no, no. no. I'm I'm aware, but I also know that it's Disney, the mm-hmm, meta game, sure. and that that's probably not going to happen well, anyway. They did but have I was, those two ladies kiss at the end. I was.
1: Uh... I think Poe's story here, it doesn't doesn't seem kind of like engineered because of course, Poe has a, a dark past and he's got a, you know, Oh, here's this partner in crime and they were connected, but now maybe they aren't, or maybe they are. And like that felt very kind of like, you know, he's a rogue, and, and and it's yeah, noirish. He's, he's and that, that works. This is the this is the most charming Finn, he's been in Finn's movie, accidental feel like. pairing feels engineered to me, but we haven't gotten there yet. But this this yeah. one feels kind of natural. Yeah. I like and Carrie Russell is good as uh, Zora here. Uh, or Zori. And she doesn't take the helmet off, which I so love. just the just we get to mm-hmm. see her eyes. Oh, by the way, Carrie mm-hmm. Russell add her to Greg Grenberg as the people that are always in things. Yes. JJ Abrams yep. does. And Where's Jennifer Garner? Dominic Monaghan. Yeah, jo- yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he's, I'm Charlie, by the way. So yeah, all of these all of these people come back again. Well,
3: this was the moment to me where um, I think Erica will appreciate this um this just sort of gave me well obviously uh, poe is the jack harkness of this universe like it doesn't matter if you're green or purple or male or female or human or mm-hmm. not or whatever I get like that vibe too. if he if mm-hmm. he likes you he'll try yeah. and get everybody it. Likes
7: yeah. like, likes it everybody likes <laughs> everybody he'll, he'll he'll wiggle his eyebrows uh-huh. and you know things happen he's a, yeah. he's
1: a pilot he just goes from port to port and you know yeah and he's a gentleman you say no all uh, right that's try yes, that is a great moment at the end of the movie you where know, you know where to find me he's like hey how about <laughs> yeah. we and she's like
6: nah. and he's like all right well all done without words too which I thought was actually no, one, no, one of my favorite parts yeah, no, he's,
5: he's so charming good. I would love to see more poems. Yeah, movies I, I agree he's Yes, right. he's oh, great yeah. but
1: I do like I do like the this is this is the implication of his sordid past that's really good and she's like I told you not to come around here and it's all very shorthand but I think it's fun it, yeah. against the backdrop of this weird alien erasing 3 uh, ps memory and 3PO <laughs> speaks with a weird English accent not his normal yeah. Anthony Daniels accent and and reads off the coordinates and then of course the comedy begins because he introduces we've already seen him get his memory yeah. wiped once right in the preview yeah. he, he gets to introduce himself and he meets Babu Frick and of course later refers yes. to him as one of his <laughs> oldest friends which is the that <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> like Babu takes that? it upon himself to introduce
5: yeah. himself first yes. before all yeah. the rest of the cast he does yeah. they're
1: stunned and he's he is a droid like a repair Babu person he yep. loves messing with droids right like you know he's, yeah. he's a mentally,
0: droid hacker mentally yeah. not just
1: yeah. physically this is also one mentally. of those
6: uh, <laughs> of one of these moments of the um, the misdirection right because a bunch of the posters and the trailers had the 3PO with red eyes with the Yes. and he's everything gonna, you're like oh they gonna, super played us yep. on that
1: he's one <laughs> i love it yeah, yeah. Uh, and Bobby was so proud C-G-PX. of himself yeah, yeah. He, hey, he's so proud hey. of himself and surprised that he did it kind <laughs> of. Yes. i love it that's so uh, star wars uh, right Frick. there's a there's yeah. a puppet it's alien and he's he's doing yeah. criminal things <laughs> and it's funny and it's cute it's great played, I love it.
6: played by uh shirley henderson who played the moaning myrtle in the harry potter oh. movie so there's a
0: weird bit of connection
1: and most of what he says is nonsense but occasionally there are words you understand it's it's good Mm-hmm. Kajimi nice. is nice. There's some some Casablanca uh, yeah. uh, DNA. So, so then we get this yeah. thing where they arrive. So Kylo Ren's ship shows up and it's hanging over the city. Nothing you know bad about that. That does that's <laughs> yeah. perfectly fine. Uh, they come down to look for them, but they go with this the magic sim card up. To the ship, and it's fun. Letter, letters, and of and And I transit, really like yes. that because it's a nice misdirect on the uh, on the part of our characters, where they're like, "Search the city again." I know, and he's got his Forsta. He's like, "I know she's here," mm-hmm. but he he doesn't she's close. He's not thinking th- three dimensionally mm-hmm. there, right? we
6: know they're going to find them on the ship eventually mm-hmm. but right like so it's just a matter of yeah. time and so it it puts a nice ticking clock on it because you have that tension of like oh no can they get in and out before he figured this out and gets back to the ship and i thought that was well executed yeah, he makes the force
5: time call, and you're like, "Oh, don't don't accept that force time call. He's totally yeah. gonna figure out where you are." But you got it. You can't. You can't.
0: You can't see the, the background. It's all blurred
6: out. Yeah, it's like a blue screen.
4: And he doesn't figure it out until they start fighting, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. the helmet, the Vader's helmet, starts, falls down. Yeah, which of course
7: going, was like key scene in a trailer, which is like a thing that basically. I mean, we see it, but it does not actually happen, right? Like the fight is in their minds. Right. That's great. Yeah. So good. It's but weird. they are
5: affecting the physical world, like you get the whatever the cranberries yeah. or whatever ending on the
1: ship. Yeah.
7: And they they hit the uh, the Darth Vader mask. Yeah. That's and That's the, big, the final tell, and it's set but up by the, hurt him. The, the breaking lesson up in is the... when you're on a when you're on a force Skype, don't don't hit anything specific,
1: yeah. right? Don't don't you know? wear <laughs> anything specific or hit any objects. Yeah. That... And so this
5: berries so are this, fine. We've had a couple of these force time calls and confrontations already. How many confrontations have we had between Ray and Kylo Ren again? All these confrontations are good but they spend a lot of them like they have so many confrontations and in this one once again we get uh kylo saying you know i know who you are and you don't well who am i and they're getting mad about stuff but they're they're going to save the actual
4: reveal for later i think they have four or maybe five
5: confrontations
4: and fights when the, the next time they talk to each other which is actually in person when he reveals it because right. he says i will come and tell you and then he right. does
5: right so so i feel like they the, the they're oversubscribed in this movie mm. on
1: kylo and Ray confrontations
5: everything mm-hmm. that happens in them is good and necessary you just don't need
1: to have and files. she needs to turn her location yeah. privacy on for her calls and,
5: <laughs> i mean some of them are
7: about kylo ren's arc toward back toward yep. being ben solo very, yep.
4: like i think all of them are every single one because it's their connection yeah
7: the big question in my head is we don't get the ben solo leia organa moments right
0: yeah Wow. Well, and so yeah. like
7: are these weird grafted placeholders because like how like that is and again it's because the actress died and that's very unfortunate because that would have been it seems like that's a pretty big missing piece of the movie and i guess there was no way to do it uh but yeah that's let yep. you know and like maybe even like the Hansel of vision is because that was not a that, would, yeah, that was that was what was available that's a
1: substitute teacher, so yeah. up yeah. on the ship um there's a lot of running around and killing stormtroopers which again it made me giggle because they all mm. they all exclaim like they're surprised they, you
7: know in dungeons and dragons style they talk their way past the first two yeah those and are then, that scene is you, brilliant by yeah. the way just to the lives of two people you are you're, entitled to yeah, murder you're 45 relieved. <laughs> that's that's just yeah. you're relieved that we're that's here a, that's hero math that's yeah. hero math
1: yeah so. so there's a lot of that and they rescue Chewie and, they, and then you know she decides she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna confront uh, Kylo Ren and they're gonna go and and of course this is where it's revealed that Huck's uh, again not a surprise at all cuz like first of all it was off, a surprise a to me all right <laughs> i'm done fine Law law of economy of characters i thought it was obvious that it was yeah. going to be hux by the time it, he's going to shoot them you're it's, like it's, well he's got he be goes with at them, the moment right? they said there was a spy I said it's going to be hux and he's going to do it because he hates kylo ren not because he wants them to win Yep-hmm. which is what he says out loud which is fine which is makes yeah. sense. I, honestly that's perfect <laughs> fit, note of motivation fits, for that guy fits yeah, his yeah, character yeah. to a t and so they do they do escape his
5: stupidity to a t and he's like oh shoot me and then they
1: won't know and D. Grant is like, yeah, yeah, we found the spy and kills him and it's it's all it's all good and that leads to the the showdown. Uh, they're stealing the Millennium Falcon back, and then there's the showdown in person this time between Finn Second and Second confrontation
5: in the same sequence.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Where where they have that conversation and, and it's very much like, you know, here's your history and you need to join me. We're this is where we get the idea that we are a dyad because you're a Palpatine mm-hmm. and I'm a, a skywalker and that therefore we are this perfect match that
4: I don't I don't think it was a therefore. I think it was, you know, you are this and and I am that, and right. we, we happen to connection. be this dyad because we've had our minds connected through the force and, you know, the the force specials.
6: Can we talk about the Palpatine thing? Because yeah. this thing really uh, burned right, my let's, biscuits. Let's, I, I don't, it let's irks air out the, air no out the biscuits.
1: Palpatine time.
6: I think it is I think it is unnecessary. I don't think it adds anything to it. And I think this is the most substantial undoing of what it felt like was being set up in The yeah. Last Jedi. And what I liked about the way it was set in The Last Jedi was the duality of it is person from this incredibly powerful bloodline, person from nowhere, in the idea that the force creates balance. And it doesn't matter where Rey came from it's just that somewhere in the you know galactic balance the the light counterpart had to rise to meet the dark one and i thought there was something really nice about that it does away with this whole like classism you know genetics etc like feeling to like you have to be entitled to be a special person and it worked really well and i felt like if you took out all of the palpatine stuff in here you could still make all of these plot beats work well and i think it's also more disturbing and and not disturbing the only thing that sort of headcanony makes it work for me is this idea that if you trace the skywalker lineage back far enough and you're willing to buy into the headcanon of the prequels palpatine basically created anakin anyways so he's just like running around like trying to oh well maybe i'll have a like an actual kid we'll see if that works maybe i'll create a kid out of nothing maybe i'll try clones like maybe that's what's going on but if that's the case it's not done yeah. well enough it
7: seems like she can be the chosen one without being a. Descendant. yeah
6: and i don't think it yep. just feel also the idea of Palpatine running off having kids and they are like running away like that's like a whole other plot line that's like why <laughs> where the hell did that come from that makes zero yeah, sense her, I
7: mean her parents are not characters
5: right right yeah they, I mean one of them is from Killing Eve but that's yes. all you need <laughs> and, and she lives by the way we never see the mother killed.
3: Yeah, Yeah. but that's what irked me about it was it's true. Ray's parents are nobody, but she turns out to be somebody. See, everybody wins. And that just that made me even more frustrated the second time through because I started thinking about it for a second. And I'm like, look, if you're Palpatine and you
4: have a child, there is no way that child is no one. Well, it was they were no one because they chose to be no one. They chose to run away and yeah, uh, from a
1: point of view. But here's here's yeah, so here's exactly. the thing. I think yeah. it's I, I, Dan. I totally get your point. But what I would add to it is. I think JJ Abrams in The Force Awakens and Lawrence Kasdan, um, I think their plan for Ray was this idea that she is the good one from the bad family and Ben is the, Kylo Ren is the bad, the bad one, one from, from the good, good family. family. Yeah. And that it's yeah, this I have inversion. No, I have no problem and then, this was and then the Ryan start. Johnson's like, we're going to just say that she's from nowhere. And then JJ comes back and he's like, so he's not just undoing Ryan Johnson. He's kind of undoing Ryan Johnson's undoing of him which i i guess yeah. proves the point that the problem with this trilogy in part is because there was no plan and each it, movie was just sort of written on its own following up the previous mm-hmm. one like you're
6: yeah you know, if you yeah. had one person make all three of these i think it would have been a lot more coherent yeah. it might yeah. not have been as ambitious in some places but mm-hmm. i think it would have yeah. fallen together a lot better and i think i mean and that's setting aside the whole issue of having palpatine return at all which i'm
7: super mixed on as much as i mm. love ian McDermott until until the <laughs> very end of the movie prepared for that to be a fake out
1: oh, and yeah, yeah. that would have
6: been fine i would have been okay with it because i think if
1: a big the big problem with they talk one, about huh? biology not being destiny and like that it doesn't matter who your parents were and that's the theme of the movie and Which it's where it goes fine. in the end i so i know mm-hmm. i get i can see why and with palpatine it's the same thing it's sort of like is it palpatine yes but he's really the embodiment of the sith um but but you're right it's also sort of like really if, Feels like re- it's it's <laughs> it's
6: replaying Jedi too much at that point because the whole point of Jedi is we won and we beat the Emperor and it's like mm-hmm. oh now you got to beat the yeah. super powered up Emperor <laughs> and it's a like a good emperor. Yeah. Ah.
7: yeah now yeah. he's got a robot and- spine Dan it just about got that? me
6: to like a, it undoes
7: a lot no, I don't you feel beat the a, Emperor but Mecha uh, <laughs> Emperor is back
6: I I know there are people who are like well it feels like all the victory is super hollow in Episode six then um and that that doesn't bother me one way or the other as much as it just feels it feels cheap it feels lazy um to go back to that well at the at the end of this even if you wanted to do a showdown it's like oh yes the power of all the sith versus the power of all the jedi and uh, that's another point i want to get to eventually mm-hmm. uh, it just feels like we've seen this conflict play out before and it played out very satisfyingly and this and why do we have to go back to that well there's mm-hmm. i feel like there's okay. a better way to execute but i understand why they I like did that it. he's creepy mm-hmm.
4: yes no he's great i would have been super satisfied if 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 they would have done the thing where you know she really did come from from nothing um I, and and kept that going in this movie I would have been very happy with that and that's fine but I honestly yeah. I was not at all upset that they flipped it around because somehow as much as I liked the idea of that in the last jedi the idea of her her sort of coming from nowhere it didn't feel it didn't feel right to me. It didn't feel Star Wars-y. It does not and, feel and Star And it's Wars-y. not how
1: she set up, right? It's not how she set up yeah. in that yep, first movie with, exactly. the, with, the, with the thing flying away and all of that. Seriously it's like being left off, her, yeah. her parentage is a mystery. It's not a I think Ultimately,
4: I'm happier with this. What you liked,
7: Dan, was an exciting new Star Wars and they, they went <laughs> back to
0: old Star Wars. <laughs>
7: right? Yeah. Well, that's fine. And
6: like I, I, I un- again,
7: I understand why
6: this is all here. I think it is not as strong is my opinion, but
7: I, uh, you know, I, I can but see that it's a difference so of opinion. <laughs> I, I like I like the she has like finding out that you are the descendant of the emperor is a lot to grapple with. So I yes. like that. But it does feel like really was that was that your plan the whole time? Because the last movie seemed like and not I, about
5: I, that. I heard it discussed even before seven, you know, like that that she could be a Palpatine. Like I, I feel For like sure. this this particular plot point in, in my major plot point section of my notes, number one is Ray is a Palpatine, right? Uh setting aside the uh, episode eight and undoing and everything like that this is one place where i think the movie uh didn't do di- didn't do as well as it could with what it had usually it's so good at like sort of getting all the juice out of out of the the lemon when it squeezes here ray is a palpatine uh yeah I, I think i said this about episode eight with the nobody or whatever the force is strong in your family it is so well established in star wars that force runs in families you can like it or you can not but it's there from from day one from day zero it is it is a thing that runs in families which sure. whatever it's their universe they set it up that way i mean the being, one family that yeah, we see well being but here's <laughs> being a palpatine it's it's like being they're the worst. Like, so, Ray being, like, from the worst family is such a, I think, it could have been a really good subversion of the, oh, you're from an important family. It's like, you don't want to be from that family, though. Who wants to be from that family? Again, I'm not going to make uh, political analogies, but like this, this you, you, like... It's so terrible, like for someone who thinks they're a good person, who thinks they're with the good guys and doing the right thing. And then lightning comes out of her fingers and she realizes I am like, I'm, I don't know enough about Harry Potter to say if it's like being a Slytherin or like being part of the the Malfoys or whatever. But like to think all of a sudden I'm part of that could really have rocked her world in a way that she was much more resilient to than I think the, she could have been like that's the power of this reveal is not that you're an important person and part of a family and not that you're undoing I came from nobody whatever it's that to having the realization that you are not who you thought you are and that everyone else is going to look at you differently because you are a Palpatine, which is like the worst thing to do. Unfortunately, all of her friends are super supportive. She doesn't feel like it's a bad, <laughs> it's a bad thing for her. It doesn't get her down. She doesn't, it doesn't make her any more or less likely to think her destiny is to become the double ablated red lightsaber yeah. person. There's, like, no, there's no breathing room in this She doesn't, she again doesn't struggle crushes. with that, yeah. but it could if, have absolutely crushed her. If, so
6: it feels not committed to in so, some yeah, ways. So,
5: so if they had said, if they had showed me the plot point and said, by the way, we're going to make these three movies and and in the end, it's going to turn out the razor palpatine. I'm like, oh, that's that's a meaty bone. Like, You can really get something out of that one. They didn't get all the juice out of that squeeze. So...
3: I think that's why it bothers me.
5: Yeah. What if that had been the ending reveal of the previous movie
1: and oh, they start yeah. with
5: this movie with her
7: no. grappling with
1: It's that. the I am your father moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: yeah. Exactly. That's right. Ky- Kylo should have still said she was nobody to sort of neg her. It was just totally fitting his that's character. True. But then at the end of the movie, it should have been revealed that she's a Palpatine through some yeah, other dramatic be. reveal. Yes. And we would have been left with that of like, oh. And again, that's why this, I mean, and it comes away halfway through this movie,
6: at which point, again, it kind of feels like, well, this is why to me it sometimes feels like a sequel to Seven is like, that should have been in the middle of the plot, not the end of the plot.
0: And
3: I think that's what bugs me about it is that we find out and then it's like, okay, and then we just keep going and there's no chance for for her to sit with mm-hmm. it really you know have a and, conversation and with somebody? have that opportunity
5: maybe with Leia no, no one has right? a different reaction yeah. to her yes. of being horrified by her where previously they were friendly to her and now they look at her in a different way yeah. like you know what I mean or something
3: like anything like any if, if there had where been any sort, her sort her of ripple
5: if the rebels had turned yeah. on her to say we thought she was our Jedi helping us but it turns out she's a Palpatine we can't trust her we can't have We know about the or Sith the,
7: like or they have a half the the rebels are split half yeah, you yeah. know and Leia gives an impassioned yeah. speech about no look at all she's done and she'll rise above it and we have to
5: believe in her yeah.
3: or something like there was like do, literally do, do, anything
5: <laughs> and that's why I
3: feel like yeah. it ties into
5: the genetics not being destiny because yeah. it does you can do the genetics is not destiny because her genetic destiny is to be this terrible horrible person and
7: oh whoa 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 not Palpatine's
5: everybody... mom palpatine's mom was great
7: okay. <laughs> so, well, we
6: can't. I, I, no but you don't know anything about her parents either and so that yeah. feels like a cheap out as well it's like how, there's nothing there's nothing in real life that says because you're descended from
5: someone evil know, you must be someone Wars. evil Wars. It's, it's I know it's like frustrates the, it, me it, like, it's the whole reason that we we buy Ben Solo having darkness in him.
3: Part of what I don't like about it is that nobody got a chance to sit with it. You know, you you threw a massive boulder in a pond and there was not one ripple. Like, there was no nothing anywhere from it, like, in anybody else's... Like, no other characters were involved in anything that was like, wait, she's what now? Yeah,
5: she had and- one scary flash of a vision of herself being evil mm-hmm. and we moved on.
3: Carrying... A very very cool lightsaber. Can I just say? Mm,
7: Sure. The characters don't sit with it, nor does the audience have a chance to sit with it because we're yeah we don't get a chance to do it
3: either. Yeah, but then also I think the rest of what I didn't like about it was um, that uh, Palpatine was. I got a very strong Davros vibe off of him, (laughs) creator of the Dalek, like plugged into the back of a machine, walking around like he should have been. Like I was expecting more Force Ghost that could affect things in the physical world, like we're getting from. 7 and 8 where uh there's a force ghost but they can make something happen like they can you know touch somebody or catch a thing or throw a thing you know like I
6: thought it was okay with him as a creepy like in my yeah, head as like cause creepy clones pieces, or something he's like a zombie yeah. like uh there's a yeah. real uh uh dark empire vibe happening yes. there which I'm I'm 100% on board with since that's a Yeah
3: That part I did like, that that tiny bit of, like, it's given me a little dark empire, but I just, like, him plugged into the back of a thing, and then a bunch of people appear out of nowhere, just, like... At that point, I just sort of
7: didn't
1: well, care.
5: Were those people actually
1: there? Yeah, I don't, don't think. Point yeah, I think, that, so I think the audience that. is, yeah, I don't is think ghost there. audience. I,
7: I think there's a lot that they don't explain, which I'm totally okay with. Uh, yeah, same. Th- this part of not explaining, uh, like, like for example, we still we never really get an answer for like what's the deal with Snoke? Like, is Snoke like a off-brand clone of the Emperor? It doesn't matter. Made him. Maybe they showed him yeah. a bunch of Snokes yeah. in the bin. Yeah, yeah, but but I, well, why I do, know, do you but make him so weird? What does that mean? Yeah, why does he have a dent in his head? Snoaks. One half of them got melted in the oven. Who is the first Snoke? What is like you know is. Is Snoke a weird clone of
1: his son? Uh, you you know. want to
5: make an omelet, you got to break
7: how of on an unknown planet
1: that's... out in the middle of nowhere do they construct <laughs> a gigantic fleet? Who built it? What raw yeah. materials do yeah. they use? Who Did they...
4: All those people. Who... Yeah. There's yeah, a lot of
1: contractors no. in this galaxy. We've learned that yeah. from the Death Star. Uh, plus, people <laughs> to man all those
7: ships and
6: like uniforms that were made
7: See, and helmets. Like, that's the stuff that I'm totally okay hand waving. Those ships were built. At the height of the empire, like while they were building the Death Star, yeah, and I'm They've, okay been, with they've that. been there forever. They've got cr- weird zombie crews that are in stasis. Uh yep. Yeah, oh, I want mean, to. I, wanna, I, wanna I see was that. happy with <laughs> the <hand> Fleet. waving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Fleet>. yeah well, <laughs> Dan? I know what I like. Hey, I'm on board with that. I would be happy with that.
5: <laughs> One more confrontation between Ray and and, uh, and Kylo.
1: Yeah. So we go to Kef which is the name apparently of a moon in the Endor system. Endor is a system. We hmm. still don't know if it's a star system or it's a, also a, man. a planet system and all. Also, a moon. According to according to Wikipedia,
5: Endor is the guest.
7: Yeah,
1: yeah, I would believe that, but it's also the name of the moon, time. Yeah, moon, this, also known as Endor yeah. <laughs> But this is the Meadow Moon of Andor system, yes. uh, where there's uh, there's the grasslands, grasslands. Still, only one ecosystem. Yep, people with yeah. uh, who are there, and they got like horse beasts, and they uh, are, as it turns out, uh, re- rebel uh, retired stormtroopers who fell out and stole a ship, and and they left. So they're like Finn. Um, they're this is where we discover the ridiculously ornate and over-engineered way of pointing out where the <laughs> crystal is kept, which is on a curve of a blade. Who made this dagger? Yeah. Which also yeah. only works if you stand on that hill
5: With the, at the right angle, the right yeah. distance, and if the wreckage never
7: Frippio shifts.
1: Serdiu says you must you must like stay from the you know only They're digging in the wrong only place from the south or whatever. It's in there, but it's dumb that you would do it this way. Mm-hmm.
7: On the back of the dagger, it says in a language that Serdiu doesn't speak. In the throne room, take.
1: <laughs> take one cabinet yes. back well, I, ref- I, I acknowledge all your references my son just turned to me at this point and was like that's so stupid with a dagger and I'm like yeah you're
7: not wrong kid you're not wrong <laughs> um, it mainly confused me because like it's an ancient sith dagger that you think has been like around for forever and they've been murdering people and infusing it with their blood it's like
5: no this thing's this like is 20 the years old
6: map dagger mm-hmm. I just have I carry the map yeah. dagger around well,
5: it could have been old and they carved the, the signs yeah, they, out
1: that's such right. dumb some yeah. guy it's dumb I don't like it it's
5: an artisan Yes, it's right out of national treasure.
1: We so I've got it. some other criticisms about the Meadow Moon. You've got this almost impassable sea, um, and we live in it a Star Wars out, universe, though. and there's literally nothing that can fly <laughs> on this mm-hmm. entire moon.
4: Couldn't she just use the Force to fly I thought herself about over that, there? Right. <laughs> yep. Well, she had,
1: yeah. she wanted to have her Frozen Two
4: moment. <laughs>
6: i did like the crash death star i like the crash death star i I I think
4: i like
5: that whole vibe i love giant waves i frequently have dreams of giant waves i liked her on the little skiff trying to get over it as silly as it was and i guess i mean i guess this is our moment where ray is reeling
1: from finding out that she's palpatine's granddaughter so the process her processing step is she goes out on the water and then and then in a what i find very nice echo of her initial moments yeah. in the force awakens who nobody knows how to climb through the, the wreckage of Empire stuff yep. yeah. than Ray because this is her system she knows yeah, exactly this. Also, I, I did like that. I love that scene, the yeah. love the old style stormtrooper helmets that are still scattered around mm-hmm. on the Death Star yep we yep. get to the throne room John Williams music quotes his music from Return of the Jedi as we see the the blasted out throne room of the Emperor there I, and those windows and, yeah. I
7: did have to stop and think about that the room is connected. Confusing because it's on yeah. the Death Star and it has windows it's on, on, on ta- every side. It's on a tower. That's why. it's confusing because there's windows on like every side and then there's a vault tacked onto it. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that vault would be
5: conspicuous <laughs> Both from the. Dan outside. and I agreed that the thing should have been in the arm of the throne. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, also, that, <laughs> that would have made way
1: the, more sense. This, this thing is a wreck, but the that door still works great. That's okay. Yeah, it opens by itself by that the is, power of the that plot. That is uh, <laughs>
6: Imperial engineering, friends. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess.
4: I thought it was. I thought that was a nod to her being a Palpatine. That it's only it opens. Specifically oh. for her, or it hasn't
1: opened. Force, force users, using. or that she used yeah. the force to push the button, or whatever. But yeah, I did have a mm-hmm. moment of like, wow, something works in this dump.
5: Well, it's like <laughs> that dream where you find a, a new room in your own house. It's like I didn't know this <laughs> door was here in the Turn of the Jedi. Yeah. I never have dreams about finding rooms in your
7: room. And so house. she, um <laughs> she,
1: she gets her. She has her vision. Her. It's also like the cave in Empire Strikes Back. A little bit. She has a. She has a yeah. scary <laughs> vision of herself as an evil. Uh, which they spoiled the in the trailer that I'm so glad I didn't uh, see. Yeah, the two the two lightsabers, the she she gives a hiss, an evil hiss. And, 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 and she has teeth, sharp teeth, and sharp teeth. Teeth. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It, was yeah. it was creepy. It was effectively creepy. It and then cool. um, it was the creepy. Other, the other through line of this movie is that if you need to get from one place to another in the galaxy just stick with kylo ren cuz <laughs> he can get anywhere from anywhere and when you ready he's got another
5: one just like it
1: another <laughs> one just like it so here he is he's he's there apparently he he got there and he he's found there parking. he broke he broke the wayfinder so haha you you have to come with me um, they have their confrontra- confrontation out with the waves buffeting buffeting the everything and splash everywhere and and yeah uh, that
4: was not not ah. Mm. I, I get bored with action sequences, but I thought yeah. that I liked uh, lightsaber fights better than other things. Uh, and this movie proved that that is not necessarily yeah. the it's case. Not a great part, I love that I just one. Didn't I love the waves. I love her flipping no. over them.
5: I love the fact that she was at least angry about something during the fight. And it wasn't just like, well, we're here. We have to
0: have a I fight. I think the
7: fight choreography in the previous one was a little bit, it was spectacular.
5: Yeah. And, and this one is just really good. I, I thought it was, I thought it was, it was moody.
7: Like
1: John, I, I know a, point, a lot of people like, the, the I agree. Room. I would agree, agree with you about the mood and about her jumping in. Stuff the actual like lightsaber duel was a snooze. I thought we've seen it before. Here is what I thought they were doing with that lightsaber duel,
5: which they didn't. They didn't lean on, and I kind of wish they did because it would make more sense. Was that essentially they are evenly matched? Every time that she tries to do something, he does it. They they basically both did the same things to each other. Like it's. I thought where they were going was going to be kind of like a, uh, you know, end of Rocky two or whatever. That like we are evenly matched. We will hit each other both at the same time, and no matter what we do, that's why with them getting tired. Like we, you know, we can't, they're a dyad, right? They, you can't defeat me and I can't defeat you, but that's not how they resolved it. They. I mean, I, I thought that
6: the, just from a technical standpoint, the throne room fight in episode eight was vastly superior just in terms of the way it's shot. But like, I agree. yeah, yeah they had this, a lot
5: more space to work with. This was turned into like one dimensional because they yeah, had to fight yeah. along that line. I just thought it was super moody. And like, I, I agree that the fight choreography wasn't that particularly inventive, but in my mind, and maybe not in actuality, it was over fairly quickly. There was a couple of cool flips over, uh, big Waves, which I thought was awesome, and and I think showed her Jedi style, which is a thing that we haven't really gotten too much of, but I feel like in this movie she really came into her own in terms of, you know, the thing I always think of as a Sokotano. like, her Jedi style is so distinctive, and so is Rey's, she doesn't look like Luke doing Luke things, so... I enjoyed it, even though I did think, like I said, during that part that everyone found boring, I thought what they were going for is we are evenly matched to stalemate.
4: I didn't feel like it was super stalematey because she was the one that was actually like down on her knees by the end of it. And he was the one that was right. towering over her. And it it looked like he was actually getting the upper hand, which makes sense because he's been training an yeah, awful lot he longer. He did eventually
1: get the upper hand. And, and, he, yeah. and she needs to be saved by, um, by Leia, which is, by Leia. Which is by an Leia. important Leia. moment that you have to get to somehow. Like, again, I wonder what the original, what was the original plan for so, Kylo? I, I don't think and you keep you keep saying that i don't think there was an original plan right i think that that she died before um force awakens even came out and so um they made this movie i mean i'm sure there was like in the back of some people's heads what they might do but like there wasn't an original of this movie with her in it it uh, might have you might uh,
5: had a notion like at a certain point maybe be there was like, a here's, notion. Where, here's what we're gonna do with kylo ren he's gonna get redeemed like that's the notion well, there's an outline, sure, i'm sure but how, like, are you? how are you, so you gonna do that redemption? the redemption redemption surely will involve also it
6: changed it changed writers and directors too so that's right. gonna have an effect right like all that stuff's kind of in flux
3: i don't know how like the thing about the this part that was notable to me was that um it was somebody saving kylo ren instead of it seems like every time ray goes and does something that's the least least bit interesting somebody has somebody feels like they have to go after her and save her and and i just sort of wonder like what happened between eight and nine that made everybody feel like they had to go help her and not like, no, it's cool. She's got it. Like maybe, maybe she's okay. You know, because it seemed like every time she went somewhere, Finn was going after her. Poe was going after her. Somebody was like, you know, we can't leave her. We have to help her. And it didn't feel like we're doing this because we're friends. It felt like she, everybody thought she needed rescuing. And I would that was kind that of that.
5: the frustrating <laughs> thing. That this one because every time uh, like Finn had that notion, Poe grabs him and says, just, yep. no, just let her go. Like she's, took turns she's the hero. They talking each dude. other out of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
4: I mean, yeah. I,
6: I always thought it was more of a uh, like, we got to stick together. Our strength is together. And like, mm-hmm. we've got the overwhelming odds are against us. So we need to like marshal our forces. And I felt mm-hmm. like that's the reason they went with her Especially on after, the trip. Especially
4: after the last movie where, you know, Finn's it, he's spending the entire the entirety of the last movie trying to make sure that Rey is OK because she's she's off and she's going to come back and he doesn't want her to come back to this doomed fleet and all that kind of stuff. And I think that, you know, maybe he's got some separation anxiety because he went mm-hmm. through that in the previous is- movie. So it yeah. makes sense, and it's when I, I like the I, I like it when Poe tries to sort of talk him out of it. It's like, no, dude, he does that
5: multiple right. times. So Even just yeah, in the yeah. Death Star, there's a quick thing where he grabs him by the arm and just, just, yeah, we're
1: going this way, okay? Yeah, yeah. So, Leia's death happens here, where she gets up from her her console and leaves and then uh, we have to have another character. M- 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 mas Kanata has to say she's going to give all of her energy to save her son because she's got this she obviously Leia has had this uh, premonition of like she knows that this confrontation is happening and she's going to reach out to her son. Unfortunately because of the limitations of th- what they had of Carrie Fisher this is one of those things that has to be explained and and you don't really see a lot and they don't get to ha- really have a conversation but you do get to see her reach out like luke did from long distance in the last movie
5: building on the last jedi you you couldn't do the scene without the last jedi because last jedi built so much around the exertion and the fact that it would be fatal that in this uh, this movie you can afford to shorthand it
1: right so they they do that thing where you know she has obviously made a contact with him and this is that like can can she he won't come back to her but she can go to him and this is the final moment of like can we finally break through to him that he's been solo and that he needs to turn away from the dark side of the force. And uh, that's what happens here. It is unfortunately all kind of just applied right yeah, because you, we don't you, get you would to like see to that like
5: a flashback or something like yeah. because it, you can't because they don't they don't have the material for the flashback either no, like but in, it, instead they, they
1: they backloaded by having um harrison ford who i didn't realize yeah. was going to be in this movie yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, was, a he was, credited? was he not not in the credited no he's not Uncredited. credited no yeah so he he appears as a memory after the fact and says to ben uh, you know, they repeat the dialogue from before and how this is very hard. Mm-hmm. He tries to say, he I he love to you to, to his dad, and but he, he just says, Dad. And he says, I know. I know. I know. Uh, and like oh, it's like, but that's what they, this, had to, they had. This scene works for me, but like yeah. in retrospect, oh, it's like,
7: I hated Oh,
5: it. this was supposed to be a force ghost, and now yeah. it's a vision because we I don't. Mean, I, like, because I like the fact it's not a It's just a, memory. a, it's just a yeah. memory. It's just his memory. Like, and I feel like it didn't have to be there so in real life. Here's my
7: question. I wondered also, is it like. Because lay uh not Leia, uh Ray, Ray has just uh kind of brought saved him and like transferred her life energy. Is it like Ray's memory of Hanselo mixed with kind yeah. m- of Ren's memory of Solo? Yeah, I think oh, the
6: I mean, problem the fundamental problem is we're talking is like you have to headcanon it in yeah, order yeah. for it to kind of work.
2: I see what they were trying to do and it didn't work for me. It sounds like it worked for everybody else though, so maybe I'm I'm the uh, outlier. No, I'm, just, I'm with you. I, yeah, it just felt so – like, repeating repeating that dialogue from mm. uh, The Force Awakens just did not – it was supposed to be poignant, but I'm like, he's this little wannabe edgelord dude. <laughs> and, like, I'm supposed to feel something for him because suddenly he's having this revelation. It's like, that's <sighs> – I don't know. For me, that's not how redemption works. He's always
5: he's always been more conflicted than that caricature, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, but I, I think this is the especially problem. Is
6: Adam Driver is a good actor, and I think that the, the challenge that he's running into here is Vader felt very... Vader felt very damaged, both physically and mentally, in a way that you could also kind of project a lot of feelings onto it. We have seen a lot more of Kylo Ren that makes it feel like he just decided yeah. that he was going to be a bad guy. Yeah. And it's An- like...
7: Anakin was seduced by the yeah, Emperor. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and, and Kylo Ren and went looking for it.
5: Kylo Ren it feels self-destructive in various ways. I mean, and- he had he
6: had Vader posters on his wall in his and teenage room, right? I mean, right? Anakin like,
7: murders...
5: <laughs> like an entire town full of sand
6: people
7: but well but like (laughs) Kylo it's you like I always I like I kind of like this redemption story and it's like oh yeah but you killed your dad that's really bad yeah Yeah. and entire
4: planets full of people yeah Yeah.
5: you know yeah like I mean he that's he's not actually really redeemed here like here's here's the thing there's a lot of heavy lifting that has to happen here this is one. this is my second major plot point which is Kylo Ren is redeemed Leia redeems Kylo Ren in some way or something like that like it's not a full redemption or whatever but like it, it, it eight does a lot of heavy lifting here because eight establishes well that you know seven establishes that he's he really wants to be a bad guy and he is conflicted and because Adam Driver is a good actor we see that conflict in the struggle but in the end he can t- kills Han Solo right so there's that eight super duper establishes uh that's not going to be go down the same way with his mom he does not fire on her Yeah, his he whatever his he has daddy issues, and but his his mom is a separate thing. So if there's going to be anybody who's going to be able to reach out to him and get through his thick stupid skull, it's going to be his mom, right? That I feel like is well established. The problem is, you have to just headcanon and assume all of that because all we have is a silhouette of her going off and doing a thing and she distracts him it's almost like she just distracts him so he loses the fight and that's essentially what you know yeah. is he yeah. redeemed or is he just momentarily distracted and that's all it takes for for ray to get the saber through him
4: yeah i didn't ever think he was redeemed like the first time that i saw it i thought that what she was doing was actually what, what leia was doing was sacrificing her son that what mm-hmm. she, the, yeah, the thing that's... that she was trying to do was not necessarily just yeah. to get through to him but to Agreed. distract him enough so that ray could win the battle so it was, she was sacrificing herself and her kid at the same time because that's, that's what happened in I the movie
5: it. that's what was on the screen we're all just yep. cannoning other stuff exactly
6: yeah. yeah right well and and based on what happens you know after this in terms of the the way it shakes out but it's it, it's harder i felt it much harder to get come to grips with the redemption here than i did in return of the jedi and and it's the, roughly the same amount of time right because like vader's vader's redemption doesn't really start till like the last hour of that movie and
7: I think they are different redemptions. Also, I yeah. mean, sure. uh, basically, Han, Luke, and Leia all die trying to save Ben Solo's soul. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And in the right? in the
1: end, he he realizes that he to at the very end of the movie, right? Like he's not a character who like oh he's fine and he's going to go on and have no, adventures, no. right? Like that he, would have been he's mar- he's marked. He knows yeah. what he's done. Now that he's good, he knows all the evil that he's done. Now that he's realized the error of his ways, and, and, and I don't so- think
5: he's good. I don't think he's good. He just they, they got. Through to him for a moment, and her her healing, her healing Mm -hmm. him, combined with the the the, you know distracted by the mom, he is capable of good (laughs) because he's not expecting that from her. And and the thing is, again, eight eight super duper established that these two have a connection Uh, uh, to an upsetting Mm -hmm. degree that put people off on eight. It's like, what's the deal? Isn't he supposed to be the bad guy? Why do they have this connection? They do. They I feel it on the screen,
1: and it's there. My point is that at the end he because he is a dead man walking he knows that he cannot justify what he's done before that is his final obvious but sacrifice which is which is the solution is that if one of them has to live it should be ray and that's mm-hmm. how his story yeah. ends which is kind of the only way only acceptable way for it to end is oh, that he, exactly he, he would in have the last it. like Darth Vader right in the last moment yeah. he realizes the error of his ways and then dies
4: yeah. And I feel honestly, for, for me, and I, I will admit, I have not seen the original trilogy nearly as many times as probably anybody else on this panel, um, but I've seen it a few times. And I feel like for me, Kylo Ren's, and I'm not going to say redemption because I don't think he's actually redeemed, but I'm going to say his turn works better for me than the Vader one does. Because basically, since he is introduced in, in the first of these three movies, we know that he is he's fighting with himself internally all the way through. That's like part of his character that's established from moment one, whereas Darth Vader is established as the baddest of the bad guys. So I was always a little bit like, wow, this is, you know, in Jedi, that's that's cool that he turns, but I didn't see it coming. Whereas this, I've seen coming from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Vader
5: had a facade. Vader was able to hold the facade up and, and you know, Kylo never had a facade. It was and always... to John John's <laughs> point about the
6: gravitational effect of the original trilogy too, right? It's like the fact that since we're kind of retreading old round, it's not as i don't want to say shocking but like it's not as much of a surprise turn when vader decides to redeem himself um or sorry it's not as much a surprise term for kylo ren because we've seen vader do this right we've seen this pattern before and so i feel like again the the weight of it is not quite as good for me not only because of where the character's been and where the character's going but also because of all the history of all the previous movies that's lumped on top of it where it's like yeah all right we've seen this move we've literally seen this movie before <laughs> yeah,
5: and speaking of jedi the, the my favorite thing about jedi which you talked about in the jedi episode is how essentially luke wins by not fighting, not fighting. like the the yeah. pacifism and so here this movie leans heavily on the idea which the other movies didn't which is things are going to resolve and plot is going to move forward based on kindness based on choosing to heal with the, with the specific manifestation of the force power but essentially that like Ray choosing to do that is an important character moment for her it's important for Kylo Ren and Ben like to, that he is being shown compassion that he absolutely does not deserve by this person he has a connection with and at the end of the movie the Romeo and Juliet moment like it's not the same as Luke saying i will not fight you it is absolutely not and being tempted to the dark side and fighting that it's I'm going to say Jedi does a better job and is stronger uh, because of it. But I did appreciate that echo because at least we get a hint of that. And that's almost like, can you think of a modern movie that has the heroes uh, choosing not to fight or to heal instead of hurt. And that ends up being the right move. That almost never happens.
7: A part that I feel very mixed about is we have Kylo Ren throws his lightsaber away. He's not a bad guy anymore, or he's, he's, he's something
4: else. He's choosing and a different then, path.
7: Choosing a different path. And then he goes to the place, and they have the cool scene where Ray hands him the light side, uh, lightsaber through the force. And then he murders, like, a bunch of people. And it's like... It's the Knights of Ren, though. They're really self, bad. Self-defense. Self-defense. They were going they to <laughs> They're his knights. She, she created them. Bad. It's pretty brutal self-defense. It just seemed like I'm choosing a path. Tony, and like, bo- mm-hmm.
1: both times through, I thought... He, those are those are like literally his buddies. He knows mm-hmm. them yeah. all by name. So he, he knows, knows the exactly how bad they are. And now he's running them through.
7: I just mm-hmm. felt like why not just cut that part out because I felt like that undermined. Because like you, it was, need, and the you answer need to is, have the cool we, scene with the lightsaber. We, hand we, we need yeah. one more. We need we, we need one more fight, and we need more action figures to sell. <laughs> to,
6: uh, I will say to John's point, I I think that actually that scene holds some weight because even if he is again we're arguing about whether or not he's redeemed and maybe the point is he can't be entirely okay. redeemed to do the things that he needs to do right like mm-hmm. he still needs to
7: do
5: some he's, stuff he, that's like kind his of connection dark is with ray not with the knights of ren he's going to yeah, try to say i guess, why
7: mm-hmm. throw away the lightsaber <laughs> no, it's
5: symbolism yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but then it's, it's, yeah. it's symbolism that's undone <laughs> yeah. well so that's that fits kylo ren's personality he's constantly in conflict impulsive and for one direction to the other okay. like you yeah. know Mm-hmm. Yeah. that one didn't bother me I'll say
3: there was a very small moment that happened kind of in the midst of, of this that really got me and that was um, when they break the news that General Organa is gone and you see there's a, it's a very wide shot and you see Chewie collapse yeah. to his knees yeah mm-hmm. that was when I cried and I don't know if I can talk about it yet because I can hear the shake in the back of my voice when I'm describing it and I that moment re- I think for the film that like crystallized for me like the whole that it was leaving that she was gone
1: yeah yeah
3: Was that so, moment sure. because you also hear him like you see him from kind of far away but you also hear him like howling about it and it was it was to me it was really really powerful you know spending my whole life with both of them you know he's yeah. lost like that's all three everybody. of his best everybody,
2: friends yeah yeah, yeah
5: exactly. that's everybody and it yeah. always fills the role of of uh sort of making an audio version of our emotions as the audience like it, it just so happens mm-hmm. that his voice the ben, great ben bird voice that they made for him is essentially like a uh you know an inarticulate emotional wail that he does at various yep. times to sort of yes, you know, that- convey what the audience is feeling i guess this is a place where the fake out on his death
7: kind of worked for me because it felt like oh he's gonna get sacrificed because he's like the most, the least plot critical of our major right. characters. But he's, he's the only but one who actually. Survives. He's the one who outlives all his family.
1: Right. Right.
7: Yeah.
4: Hmm. That was the first moment in the movie where I really just kind of kind of lost it and got it got weepy. And actually, the the next one was right after that one when Ray uh, gets into the the X wing and puts on the helmet. And I just saw that echo <laughs> yeah, of that, was good. that little girl oh, sitting yes. outside in Me the so sand too. and yes. wearing it.
1: We're moving to the end here. They send a, a ship to a world that they already know, which is a world we just saw for the first time. And they're going to blow that up because it turns out these star destroyers that they've been building are all have planet killers on them. And, um, and it's not the Bil- world with the babies on. Uh, them. Billy D. Williams does return, so we get Lando back. Um, Ray has disengaged now. She's just decided that she's too dangerous because she might end up being a bad person. So she's gone back to the island with a couple of porgs. Uh, and she's throwing stuff around. Luke Luke confronts her and says that confronting fear is what the Jedi have to do. You have to face Palpatine and face your fear. We get that flashback of Luke and training Leia. He Luke lifts the old X-Wing uh, out of the mm-hmm. water uh, and you thought that leaving a, a, a ship sitting in the <laughs> desert for a long Time would be it would be okay. It's
5: IPX uh, sixteen certified.
1: Everybody. What I'm saying is is one of the books one of the books that was on that island before it got blown up. Uh, maybe ren took it or maybe Ray took it with her. Is uh, Zen in the Art of X Wing Maintenance because uh, that thing still works? Uh, it's well that, lubricated. Yeah. Back on uh, Exegol, they 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 will then do their attack. To uh, you know, Ray is going. She leaves away waypoints for people to follow them to attack the fleet while she attacks. And confronts the emperor. Um, this is one of those moments where we get Finn. Uh, Finn feels that the broadcast is coming from the lead ship. This is your first instance that Phil that Finn is force sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, we see on down on the planet uh, there in that floating obelisk place, uh, the Sith throne. There are a bunch of those Sith. The audience, which I think is like a ghost audience, uh, we get the emperor on on a stick. At that point, <laughs> uh, they play Ray Re, and Ren play the game of pass the saber. Um, uh, every fleet led by Lando and all the people who are just, just people with their spaceships come to save the day. Um, when, uh, Ray confronts the emperor, uh, and, and Kylo Ren is there after killing the Knights of Ren. Um, he actually, uh, gets chucked into a, into a, a hole just like the emperor did. Um, and then, and, and when Ray... uh, after attacking and destroying the emperor. And there's a lot, he has lightning. He's trying to stop the fleet with his lightning. And then she confronts him and he kind of, she has two, the two lightsabers and she, she kind of melts him by reflecting his own lightning back on him. Um, uh, and then she, she dies. Finn also feels that I'll just point out. He totally is force sensitive. He has felt both of these things. He has these feelings, Mm -hmm. um, whether you believe that that's what Leia knew, that's what Leia knew or not. That's what there is that subtext going on here. Um, she she uh, is saved, as we've said, by uh, Kylo Ren, uh, Ben Solo, who crawls out of the hole and uses the Force healing to give his life force to bring her back. She gets back in the X-Wing, Red 5 in the air, um, and there's celebration on Cloud City. Uh, Endor, Jakku, more things crash into Jakku. Yay! More scavenging <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> Chewie Chewy <laughs> is, hand, is handed a medal because if you oh. if you look in the dictionary oh. under fan service, mm-hmm. giving Chewie <laughs> medal <laughs> <is> right there. <laughs> literally makes no sense to anyone who doesn't know that he didn't get a medal.
4: Yeah, Leia was holding that when she died, and I didn't know why that happened either. I could give this to him, but I'm yeah. going to
1: hold it until I'm dead. Yeah.
7: When she take when he takes it from my cold dead hand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah my head,
6: Chewie has a drawer full of metal that people have given him on the Vulcan. Ah, another one. So, uh,
1: and, and the movie ends uh, on Tatooine, where Ray goes and buries the lightsabers at uh, Uncle Owen's and Aunt Beru's no house. no doubt they that's find really their way weird. into the Sarl-
7: Sarlacc pit's uh, long root system. No, but, we'll yeah. never oh, see those lightsabers again. Yeah, no, that's, no, that's no, when no, Boba no, Bob no, Fett comes no. out of the Sarlacc pit with two out. lightsabers. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a giant beard that's growing around the mask, and he is ready for another movie. That was
2: the yeah. after credits scene, didn't you see that? <laughs> that is the rise of Skywalker. So, any
1: more thoughts about how this movie ends?
6: Now's the time. Uh, all right, I, I want to actually address one of the other things that I felt like was a uh, a choice that that Ryan Johnson put out in Episode Eight that I feel like J.J. Abrams just swore to avoid, and this is the idea. And yes, it's kind of corrected by Luke, but it's the idea that the Jedi are dicks, right? Like <laughs> which is a through line if you go back to the prequels. And I think kind of an interesting one this idea that like look, there isn't an absolute good, there's no monopoly on it. It like this there's more happening here. And instead we get all of the Jedi in Rey and all of the Sith in Palpatine and it feels very Star Wars, so I'm not going to like belabor that point too much, but it does feel like a-, a moment where something that was kind of put out as a, like, well, let's think about this a little bit more, was been like, nope, let's not think about this anymore. Let's just go back to what we know works and what everybody loves. And yes, that's kind of what this
7: movie is shooting for. But it was something that I felt was disappointing uh, in the way it was handled. It did feel like... like yeah. This, this The Luke Skywalker ghost didn't watch the previous movie. Well, no. I, I, here's the thing: like,
5: it's not you're not letting it go because remember, she's the only one left. The Jedi are whatever she says they are. It's not like there is an organization or a systemic thing that she has to fight no, against. No the one's Jedi ever the room.
6: last one left. It turns out every time somebody thinks someone is the last one, there are I, more I know, of them. But, but like,
5: surprise, no, the, the organization of there the Jedi in the another. prequels was, was garbage, <laughs> right? And and the the monopoly on good and everything that's all still there. I feel like Ray carrying the torch forward by that is by her burying the other two sabers and burying all of the past and making her own that looks different than anyone we've ever seen before is following continuing to follow the through line which is the jedi aren't don't have to be what they were burn the books and she kept them which turned out to be a good idea always keep books there's interesting
7: facts in there and and we know
1: who her apprentice is going to be it's going to be finn finn
7: I guess what I was looking for, and maybe this is a very different movie, I mean it is, and maybe this is not a good movie, but Luke Skywalker walks out of the fire and says, like, look, the Jedi have been wrong about a lot of things. (laughs) But what? And I think you should really think about, like, what does Rey need? And, like, I think you need to go and face your destiny and, like, deal with the Emperor thing, because you can't just run from that forever. But, yeah, it's not like the, the Jedi way is to face fear. It's like, you know
5: the jedi way is dumb in my cut list was her going to that island uh because not because i don't like the scene with luke and the Force ghost or whatever it's like if you're gonna have her land there and have her turn right back around in five minutes and then try to jam in a Force ghost scene that's just too tight you don't have time you don't have time for that for that sequence to be there. As much as I love Luke, and as uh, much as and, and I feel like Luke at the end of the Last Jedi, like the whole point is he does show up. He does realize I I shouldn't have been hiding out on the sure. side and being yes. cranky. That was I, actually I the that. wrong move, right? So that's following through on aid. It's not reversing.
1: Well, and, mm. Mm, I, I think mm. there's
6: two separate things happening there because there's what's happening for Luke, and then what's happening uh, at a larger sort of cosmic level in terms of the Jedi versus Sith. And I think. Uh, yeah, well, there are the multiple are
5: gone. We won't be seeing any more sis So don't worry about that. <laughs> nope, done.
6: <laughs> <laughs> There's only ever two except for those thousands that are there. Uh yeah, I don't know. I I, I feel like it, it went in a different direction. And yeah, you can you can read the sarcastic bent when Luke says, you know, don't throw away your lightsaber. But it also felt a little bit pointed to me when I watched it.
5: Nah, <laughs> I, I I think it was totally good natured. And it, it, again, it follows through on eight because at the beginning of eight, that's the Luke. The Luke is the one who chucks the saber. At the end I know of eight, that's what that that I'm Luke saying. Luke is yeah, not yeah. the same one. He's a different Luke by then. He he's, he has had a change of heart because of Rey.
7: I'll be honest. I didn't think we were going to th- see Luke in this movie and I don't think we needed to. I was I would have been I would have been fine with he he's gone. I think you know, we had
1: to, right? Because the Force Ghosts always come, come back. I would always have been fine with the only
7: mm.
5: place we saw him was him smiling at the it end of the movie. It would have been Leia. rude for him not to show up and give Ray some advice, not just smile at
6: the end. He's I will gonna... say that I, I did like the assemblage, the, the cameo fan service scene of all the voices of the oh, past Jedi. Yeah. 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 I really did was, was like was that. Was Ahsoka
5: in those voices? Yes. 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 Ahsoka yes. was
6: in there. A whole bunch of the other Clone Wars. In was in
5: there. Hayden Christensen is one of the Hayden Christensen
6: I recognize that one. Both the Obi-Wan. Kate, getting Yoda? kane kane and jarrus in Yoda? there too and ahsoka yeah. i felt really that touched me because it was a nice acknowledgement of a big chunk of the fandom that usually gets left out of the movies mm-hmm.
1: i liked the confrontation between the emperor and Ray. i i liked the i liked how creepy he is i like how when he realizes he's not going to get the right answer he just sucks the force right out of them and yeah. decides that i'm just going to do okay fine uh, i was going for legacy here but instead well, i'm just going to eat he? you
5: cuz you know the emperor he's always telling you to strike him down
1: yeah well that's, <laughs> like, that's does he mean it does he, does he but, really mean, I mean it his feeling was yeah. that he like if you take the throne i am on the throne yeah, because we are one right that's what he said right? but he's a liar well either either way <laughs> i feel like uh, like he's going to get what he wants and i like that confrontation here's 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 the thing though the uh the stuff that's happening up above, uh I it, it bored mm-hmm. me to tears. The horses on the star destroyer. The mm-hmm. horse is on the star destroyer, but it's an atmosphere, so they can run around and it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then there's a thing with a turret. They should just and, tip the ship over. And Finn <laughs> is up there with with the the girl from the meadow planet with the horses, and it's just uh-huh. I just didn't you know it was maybe we
5: we we get to see rose for about 30
1: I seconds mean, what yeah. you need to
5: have happen for this movie is they they do want you to say we're, we're alone in the universe and lando is really charming so they all show up for him all right i, I don't even think you need that but again it is falling through under the thread for me i, from I feel
1: like the scale of the of the fleet is a little bit wrong um, yeah. i don't know what yeah, it's it too, is I think there's too,
5: too many star destroyers
1: i may be exhausted by a star wars battle that is just a bunch of stuff flying around and then, a bunch yeah. of people pew, pew, running pew 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 on, you know they're pew, pew pew in the air pew pew, pew in the ground or well, in this com- case on, on the outside compared to, of compare the Star to Star jedi, Star.
5: jedi like jedi did this so much better because in each one of the pew, pew pew scenarios you have the the big tension with luke and and the emperor you have the ground things where there's the tension with uh with han and leia and them being trapped and so on and so forth and then and then the in the space battle you have getting in and getting out they have a goal it's dangerous Han was supposed to die like you know it's whereas in this one we know the action's all happening with ray and the emperor and yeah. the other stuff is sort of background yeah, and yeah it, it's, it's, it's it's about
6: you know. balancing it too right like it's about proportions to like how much time do you spend on this versus how much time do you spend on this and, what's and, stink, and
5: like and, the, if you're not just treading water for right, that? yeah thing.
6: and they felt like they overplayed their hand a little bit too in terms of like waiting till literally the last mm-hmm. moment before the the rest of the fleet shows up right because then you start killing people off and it's <laughs> like wow how many of them are left and it's, mm-hmm. it feels like the pacing is a little off
4: i think they were trying to have uh, balanced with Rey's and it just it, that didn't quite work because Poe's journey frankly is not as important
5: yeah. they, they, they didn't get to follow through on his journey because he learned lessons in 8 that in theory he put to use in 9 they did but did not. he really? Like, no he-
6: that, that was my other comment was that his whole thing about learning to be a leader is basically thrown right I mean, out he the was, window he at the- was a
5: better leader in this one they didn't put a pin on it but he was a better leader in this one because he wasn't impulsive
1: the moment when he is at Leia's um, deathbed when she's already died they, they, this, they yeah. leave her there a long time, by the way. Um, that saying, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to be the leader. That was the one moment where I thought, Oh, look, the last Jedi uh, directly connects here, right? Like this is mm-hmm. she was teaching him lessons, right? And he wasn't listening, like, and he learned and he lessons. Feels like he's not ready, and he feels like he's not ready. And that's the moment where Billy D walks in and says, "Look, <laughs> none of us, yeah. no, no, nobody's yeah. ever yeah. ready, baby. But you can do it." Right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, right. and, it's, and it's good. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Loved it. But, but that, that felt like that moment that connected it was like, ah, yes, he doesn't feel worthy, but we've seen his progression from the kind of jerk that he was in The Last Jedi and learning some hard lessons. And like that was a moment where I felt like, no, we, we actually connected the, the wiring on Poe's story here. Good. let let me, ask, let me ask a question about super weapons. <laughs> <laughs> if Everyone has a super weapon. Are they super? We had we
7: had a big star. We had a big. Death everything star. gets smaller with time. And now we have, time, we, have. <laughs> we have every every star destroyer is a Death Star, and there's a bunch of them, and they're going to take off, and that's going to be bad. Do they need to be planet killing? Like, could not mm-hmm. they have just like ignited the atmosphere on fire and blew up blew, like why does this why does the whole planet who is it who says
1: that then he then he'll finally get his plan but, but I, I love that moment because it's like the end game of palpatine is <laughs> destroying destroy every planet planets, planets <laughs> are destroyed <laughs> Yeah. He just needs
5: fear to keep the local systems in line.
1: Where is he going to keep his stuff? Yeah, he's going to kill it planet. in space, Dan. In
4: space,
7: uh, Dan. I think he's tethered to that thing. So, like, I think he is way yeah. cut down. By he tethered is, to
1: that
6: thing, do you mean tethered to the idea of blowing up planets?
4: <laughs> Why not both or cowing planets Dan, by threatening? Dan, if it
7: doesn't, if it doesn't bring you joy, let it go. The only thing that brings him joy is that weird <laughs> crane arm, <It's laughs> that crane arm that he's attention.
4: <laughs>
5: so I want to talk about the uh, the Romeo and Juliet. Uh, scene at the end
1: i I will precede this by saying that my family had a lot of negative comments to say about the fact that they kiss Uh, and i said and i said what i said in our our slack which is yeah but it's okay because then he just dies (laughs) so so you
5: have the scene where you know ray is dead uh, uh because she you know used all of her strength and the
1: Lightning, lightning touched her and corrosive, anyway, it was,
5: yeah yeah anyway uh and then kylo comes up out of the pit somehow unexplained movie magic um and he he comes and he uh he saves her as we knew he would and they have a moment together where she realizes that he saved her uh and they they share a moment and they do share a kiss lots of people have feelings about this in terms of the relationship wars or whatever but story-wise and cinematically speaking the connection between kylo ren and and Ray is well established. Yep. Not You know, the heart wants what it wants. They probably shouldn't be together. It would never work. But in that moment, mm-hmm. uh, given all that has happened up to the point, they kiss and I totally buy it. And then and I think there's a great bit of acting there where Ben Solo, as we should know him in this in this brief moment here, has a smile on his face yep. that I feel like pays off a lot of his character arc was essentially he just needed to be loved He needed to love himself, he needed to believe that he could be loved, and in that moment, there is a moment of love, and there is a genuine smile that comes across his face that I think is beautiful, and that, I feel like, is the capper to his arc. It doesn't mean he's redeemed, it doesn't mean he's a good guy, it doesn't mean they're going to get married and live happily ever after. That's not what it means at all. It means that one human moment. He feels it. Ray felt it. It comes together in this moment. This is a real thing that happens to real human people. Again, it does not mean they're going to get married and have kids. He smiles beautifully. And and then then he he becomes a ghost. And and then he (laughs) dies. And at the moment he died, the person, I don't know if you heard this person in our theater, Dan, had the exact same thought that I had, but this person, because they're rude, said it out loud in the theater, which is like, now you do him, right? And they could just go back and forth training their life force. I did they could be, yeah. be together time oh, travelers' God. wife style briefly for small periods of time, or like Ladyhawk style, like in the, in the moment of dawn, they are together and just keep training the life force back and forth.
6: I have one nitpick about the uh the, the, the force ghost thing, which is usually so like when Yoda dies, his like blanket is like falls or whatever mm-hmm. and you know all this. When when Ben dies, I think his shirt is left there.
5: <laughs> so he, he's yeah. going in the nude. He's going he's going command Yep. The shirt.
6: Is he,
0: <laughs> well Dan, it's like in the in in, in, in the in last Jedi. Eight.
6: Yeah, There we go. We're there's
0: the your,
5: see, there's that's that's continuity. that's the
7: continuity of the last Jedi that Thank you you. Want. Okay, that's is what that... I'm looking
6: for. Is there a towel when you're a first ghost no. or no? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all this to say is I am
5: I am pro kiss. And I do not uh, attach anything more to it than that as a real human mm-hmm. moment. And I think that smile from Ben Solo is, th- is the culmination of his entire character arc. If only dies. Han and Leia had been better parents, none of this would
0: happened.
4: <laughs> I, I would say that, that I, I think he actually has two moments. There's the smile, but there's one before that. And it's when he is coming into the building to try to save Ray, And he, like, he jumps and yeah. he lands and he and says, ow. ow. Yep. And that's, that is the first key. time that's the first time that he has ever expressed mm-hmm. anything other than you know anger he he mm-hmm. shows weakness and humanity in a way that we've never seen him it's do like before which yeah. is yeah
7: and i it was funny and i re- and i laughed at it it also that was at a very tense moment where we got to breathe for
4: like a second. I,
6: I resented myself slightly for laughing and like feeling mm-hmm. like he was but, a comic was, character yeah. now. So, like Erica that was an interesting move
5: it was a character moment
4: Yep. And and it was so important to me because that helped me get to the point where like when I saw them kiss in our theater, there were about there were some people clapping and some people groaning and booing. So we had (laughs) both sides of the ship wars uh, represented in my theater. But I was I was not in I didn't love it at first. But the more that I thought about it and then after I saw it the second time, I think I've ended up more where John is. And it's it's their connection has been built for a really long time and also um, being close to a person who has turned toward the dark side, who has done a lot of bad things in their life and recognizing a spark of goodness in that person and trying to fan that flame and help them become the person that you believe that they can be and, and watching that start to happen, I can tell you from experience is a very, very powerful feeling. So the idea that she would bring him to this point, that he would get to this point with her help and that that he brings her back to life and saves her, and that she would want to kiss him after that, considering the connection that John had talked about. Um, I'm not going to say that I still love it, but it felt very, very real to me from uh, from a place that I've lived. I'll Tell us that about way. the
5: Seth you've dated before. <laughs> yeah. Well,
3: I could,
4: uh, I could. it's another
6: podcast. I just dislike him so much. He's dead now. Don't worry about it.
3: I just thought it was sort of an emotional moment and not so much a romantic moment like yeah. there was yeah. there was a that's, lot that's of a
5: real thing that happens in real life I...
3: happiness or re, you know happiness and joy and relief and you know little Erica, little like, like you romance. were talking like <laughs> eric but like erica like you were talking about i mean yeah i'm sure there's a certain amount of romance in that connection but you know like like you were talking about like like, you know, the, the progress of that journey and recognizing all of that and like they've sort of both been going through all of this together. So I felt like there was a little bit of that in it. And I didn't feel very much like it was particularly romantic. You know, I mean, that's part of it, but not like... Oh well, we've fallen in love now, and this is what's going to happen. Like, I didn't get anything like that at all. Because that's the it. movie
5: shorthand. That's I think what people don't like it is when you see somebody kiss in a movie. Like, there's this whole thing that spools out. It's shorthand for this particular thing, and it's very difficult to sort of convince an audience through the medium that you're putting out that like, no, 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 I mean this like in real life, where sometimes people kiss and it doesn't mean they're going to live happily ever after at all, right? Nor should right. they. Nor like it, but but it's like, but yeah, you but you're a movie <laughs> and you made them kiss. That that means you're saying they live happily. It's like uh, I, I, mean, I understand
0: that. <laughs> (laughs)
6: I mean, you're you're right, and it also flies in the face of like you know the the some of what we've seen before, and even in this franchise. I I honestly. I don't know. I I don't want to begrudge anybody their 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 fandoms or their their shipping. Um, I feel like a you know a hug, a hearty handshake, no, <laughs>
0: <I'm> <laughs> the, of the cheek, no, but the, and like, then,
6: I,
5: say, I feel like, like there's they, they, they it is a loaded term. It is a sexual tension. Eight establishes not just a, a there is sexual tension.
1: Absolutely, they, there is an intimate connection between these two characters, and at this moment, that is basically the end of his life. He's brought her back from the dead. He's about to go. That they share a final intimate moment before he fades away literally fades away <laughs> i i you know i know it, it feels a little weird and yet on another level it feels a little right it's a goodbye um that's the end of their connection right there in that in that moment so i i'm, I'm willing to accept it like i said literally because he dies right like it's it's not anything yeah. more than a kiss goodbye and then he dies yeah after a lengthy run-up of the intimate connection between these two people. And he did one good thing. Before There hasn't been a
3: lot of romance in these movies, and the two people that we were actually rooting for to kiss obviously didn't work out in the end they did not live happily um, uh, ever after unless you
1: meant that nice lady who gave uh, Chewbacca a bandage in the Force <laughs> Awakens uh, and her oh, partner yeah. who, is, who is a woman who we see in the background that's about yes. it so hope you liked that because that's all you got of of that representation in this movie um although mm-hmm. again i would say so so i talking about um Finn's uh friend with the horse <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that, I'm glad that, they didn't do a romance that, connection there. I, I'm glad that they didn't push it because that felt real engineered to me. Like, yeah, like, like, like. Oh, here is a a beautiful black woman uh, for John Boyega, and it's like. Really? Are you, Finally, is this, you can have romance. Like, is no. this? Yes, it's an opposite yeah. sex, the same race. We'll just put you together. You were both stormtroopers. i like,
6: what? Nah. I, what I liked about that was I did like the story of there being other stormtroopers yeah, they, who defected. Yeah, sure. I, I thought really that did was did excellent. Like that. Sorry,
1: sorry, sorry, all the stormtroopers we shot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> made their choice. <laughs> they <laughs> made made a choice. But
6: if you want to go down the the route of the Finn is force sensitive thing, you know, well, he, there might be a lot of them, right? Like a lot of yeah. these people who are. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how you break through the mind control. That yeah.
5: lots of more people are force sensitive than you think.
6: Yeah, well, and I'm just, I'm in favor of that.
3: <laughs> wasn't it also awkward at the end when, like,
6: <laughs> when, her when, and Lando, Lando were yeah.
7: let's go find out.
3: I'm like, how I is that
7: supposed to be read?
3: There's, like, yeah, nine L- ways L- L- it's not running, okay, I and know. I <laughs> I can't find, like, there was, like, nine ways it wasn't okay, yeah. and I can't find the one way the, that it's honestly, not.
1: Honestly, the only way that, the way that I read it was that, and, and maybe this is wrong, but the way I read it was, she saw him and said, you look like me you're somebody who could be from where i'm from i was stolen as a baby and don't know where i'm from where Mm -hmm. were you from and that's sort of how i read it it's like i'm rootless you might be somebody who knows where people like us are from can you help me here And, Mm -hmm. and his response is well i'm from the gold system but let's find where you're from like like it doesn't matter whether you're from where i'm from or not we'll find where you're from and trying to undo that Horrible thing that the First Order did in stealing all these children. Yeah, Billy D. Williams no, is so yeah. charismatic. I, I worry a little bit that it's like I also I also have a a, a cape closet. Did you yeah. know about that?
6: Yeah,
7: <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's Billy D. Williams can't not be Billy. You can't D. turn that off. Yeah. No, exactly. It's real hard. Yeah. So,
3: if that's where it was going, I wish that maybe she had had that conversation with somebody else. Because yeah, like that's I all I got from Billy that's D. Right, Williams so was let me some... show you to my cape room. You know, uh, again,
5: he's he's an older gentleman. He's kindly. I feel like he's trying to do a nice thing for a youngster now. That you know kind what of it like feels like. like yeah.
7: He could have he could have been a, re- a little bit more clear like you
3: know, yeah.
7: like let it, there was no time i would be i would be happy to buy you a bus <laughs> ticket i sent you
3: <laughs> i know the way to the library there yeah, is too much
7: nothing. yeah i would like to help
5: you i would like to help you reconnect with your lost family
7: yes uh, so
1: let's find out where you're from not a Wink. euphemism. I don't know. Yeah,
5: And this this sequence ends with I think a beautiful shot, which has the our three heroes hugging each other in a cool three way hug. Like mm-hmm. you so know, good. Yeah. None of them kiss each other, uh, and it's shot from under the wing of Luke's X wing. Right, yeah. and and they're on they're on a forest planet, which is as we know is where all proper celebrations happen at the end jun- of Jungle yeah. Planet. Trilogies. Jungle. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then I I thought I was waiting for the little iris. You know. Fade, uh, and that's the end of the movie, but it's not. Instead, they have all other sequence where she goes off to Tatooine and she makes a cool little package out of the lightsabers and she very cleverly sinks them into the sand, literally and symbolically putting the Skywalker saga to rest in in the sand from whence it came. Does she? Yeah.
1: Again, no one will ever find those lightsabers. So trust me, they're very well hidden. <laughs> I, I'm not going <laughs> to say that no this movie them. is deeply, like, deeply meaningful and deeply symbolic. But if there is anything that this movie wants to get across to you, it is in that last bit of dialogue where the lady on a weird animal says, "Oh, what's your last name? There hasn't been anybody around here in a while." And she pauses and says, "We all nudge each other." <laughs> she says, mm-hmm. and she says, "Skywalker." And the whole point is, off you, my cho- land. you choose who you choose who your friends are. Well, no, I'm now I'm. (laughs) for the lady to say, Skywalker, oh... There was a Skywalker around here who killed a lot of sand people. <laughs> 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 well, there was that, another Skywalker. That, that's he was a name like, I
5: haven't heard in a long yeah. time.
1: Yeah. He
6: always wanted to go to Tashi Station and um, pick up some power yeah. converters. But, but
5: she literally sinks the things into the
1: ground. But she names yeah.
6: herself as a Skywalker and literally goes back to where it started, which <laughs> yeah, also a little, feels little like single
1: we're ending event.
6: this, but also <laughs> yeah. kind of leaving things I, open. Yeah, but
1: I, I liked it. I mean, I know it's kind of corny. No, I like it, too. It's kind of cheesy, I liked but it I like it too. because it's like...
6: I
7: think I would have been happy, just as happy, perhaps even a little bit more happy If the last line was just Ray. Uh, yeah. sure mm-hmm. and, and find yeah. too, but I think the I think title her is the good then. is, is <laughs> yeah, symbolic it's, it's like, it's like
5: in eight, in, in you know kill you know let like go of the past kill it if you have to she literally buries it like yeah. she's no, she's it's, falling it's through on that yeah. thread and I, I think it is I think
4: Jason's right about the, the idea that you know you get to choose who your family is because it it's sort of hammering home the point that the that the emperor sort of unwittingly makes when he opens up the ceiling and says to her you know because he's saying you know your fa- uh, uh, Luke was saved by his father the The only family that you have here is me, and then he opens up the ceiling and says, "You know, you need to submit to me, otherwise your new family Mm -hmm. will die." He he kind of points it out right there. That's actually your family. He's a crappy, half-finished emperor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Otherwise, your your new. I mean, no, I mean (laughs) your. Stupid sucky f- friends that are no good.
6: <laughs> and obviously the, the, the force ghost appearance of Luke and Leia, you know, kind of symbolizing her parents in a mm-hmm. weird way. Don't think too much about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it, it does feel, it feels weird and like slightly like putting a cap on it while also leaving things open. And also just really makes me want to know, frankly, if somebody recovered Luke's lightsaber after it fell out of Cloud City, they'll find it in the desert. That's, what That's what not saying. a problem, No will find them.
1: It's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> they'll never- be found, it I fell out of the clouds <laughs> what it's saying on one level is this is the end of their story mm-hmm. right like if we want to tell more stories with some of these characters we will do that but what it won't be is about luke and leia and han yeah, and the skywalker saga right we we mm-hmm. might yeah. if we want to see a, a movie with finn and ray and 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 some other characters we pick out, great. We might find those lightsabers that are impossible to find. What? But, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, so,
6: I mean, so that's yeah, the thing that's troubling s- about it too, it, though, is that the fact that She has that a that new lightsaber. Was, <laughs> she's good. Yeah, yeah. she
5: made well, a new yeah, lightsaber I mean, uh, out of her staff, which I thought was, was very clever. It was her staff. Yeah, that right. was cool. Yeah. 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 But I
6: will also add to that, the title of the movie is Rise of, Rise of Skywalker, which also feels like, well, if you're signaling Ray at the end, being yeah. a Skywalker...
5: It's an odd message. It's very on the
6: nose. I know, but it's an odd message.
1: We have now, ladies and gentlemen, reached the running time of the movie. <laughs> I'd like to ask everybody for some final thoughts about The Rise of Skywalker because we have reached the running time of the movie. The credits have finished. They want us to leave the theater, but we're still here. Uh, go, around, uh, go around one last time. Uh, Aline, final thoughts about Rise of Skywalker?
2: I still haven't made up my mind what I think about it, so I'm going to have to see it again.
4: Uh, At least once.
1: Yep. I think, I, I, I will say, I think... A sec. I think this movie is better watched multiple times. Which yep. uh, you know, I, sometimes people mm-hmm. say that about movies, and 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 my my feeling is always sort of like, yeah. A movie should be designed to be good the first time. You shouldn't have yeah. to study it. You should be able to enjoy it the first time. And I think this does improve. But then again, this is a franchise movie. Uh, it's part of a larger thing. You, it doesn't stand alone. Um, and because of the way it's constructed, I do think it unfolds and maybe becomes a little bit, a little bit clearer. Uh, Kelly disagrees with that, but that, that that's that's fine. I, I think I think a second viewing is is helpful.
3: I do agree with you oh, that okay. it is. It does make more sense. It just uh, intensified my- for you. Yeah, my feelings about st- about most of the stuff didn't really change. The things I didn't like, the things I did like, were all the same.
1: Right. I just got some an- some answers, some questions I had after one viewing were answered in the second viewing, and so I felt like better about that. That was like, oh, yeah. it's not like the flaws weren't were not flaws anymore, but that I understood like, oh, they did play fair with the uh, Chewbacca's uh, transport and stuff like that. Um, Kelly, uh, final thoughts from you. Um.
3: I enjoyed some of the really small moments. Um, I liked that Chewie got his medal. I liked seeing John Williams tend bar. I liked seeing Wedge yeah. and um, Anthony Daniels without a helmet for a change. And some of those, those small things that were callbacks that if you missed it, that's fine. But they were sort of additional shading if you did pick them up um i thought this movie did that really well and yes i'm probably going to go see it again in a theater um i got to get more mileage out of the costume i built (laughs) and uh i really like overall i really enjoyed it there's there are a couple of things i didn't like but i think overall um my my primary aggravation with ray being nobody and somebody at the same time is never going to go away but the rest of it will probably fade and it will just become a movie that i like very much
1: Let's uh, hand it to you mentioned the music to John Williams for not only finishing his uh, very lengthy association with Star Wars and nine (laughs) feature films. But in this movie, it felt to me pulling out all the themes of Star Wars for appropriate moments Mm -hmm. as a way to say goodbye over the credits. Yeah it yeah. was in the movie too i believe yeah. At one point. yeah when they when they're revealing the the fleet yeah yeah this is a feat similar to
5: uh stephen king actually finishing the dark tower sorry good job john <laughs> williams on not dying
1: well 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 done uh tony final thoughts about uh you know t- show me where dan hurt you in your soul <laughs> all right i in it's over here on my
7: left soul okay um, one side
1: of the soul that's oh that's the worst part oh no. yeah i know oh. that's
7: uh it's a I think it 's an exciting ride I think it 's got its flaws, which we have now uh pulled apart at length um i think I wish that the uh three movies as a trilogy had kind of hung together better than they did but I think this this was a pretty good end to a nine movie uh series and sure there 's things i don't love about it but i I feel reasonably happy about it and content with it and it 's a Star Wars movie and I like Star wars Star yeah. wars. In and I'll, I'll and I'll agree Star with Wars. you that
1: that that um, we can. I think we I think it's very debatable about how good it is as a movie, but yeah. it is also an ending to nine movies, and I think it did a pretty good job of that part of the, of its task and i i don't know
7: how this is being received i have not seen any reviews i felt bad my my one friend who was sitting next to me said he the his version of a spoiler was he saw a headline review that w- said that this movie was soulless uh which <laughs> i i don't agree with but i
1: i don't know that's a through line in reviews of star wars movies <laughs> they don't like people don't like star wars some movies some people some people yeah. think that that they are just a cash grab and they've been that since the beginning and you can feel that way if you want what is the point of joy and feeling like a child again? That is
7: just wasted, wasted brain cells. <laughs>
1: Indeed, that's people who are soulless are always seeking more soulless things. Mm. Uh, Erica. <laughs>
4: Um, I I think the character stuff was the stuff that I liked the best, which is why my biggest complaint about this movie is the shelving of Rose, because yeah. I think she yeah, was great. You. And her interactions with Finn were wonderful. And at the end of the last movie, like it looked like maybe they were going to have a little something going on. And none of that paid off. I was very uh, which sad. Which made me that very sad. sad. Um, but character wise, I was I was also very impressed that they were able to introduce yet another adorable droid and make me love it. Um, because that's I the really, voice really... of J.J.
1: Abrams, heavily yes. processed by. By the way,
4: as Dio Oh, so cute. Um, but, but but overall, squeaky I think squeaky wheel. Squeaky wheel. This, <laughs> this movie, it, it did some things for me as a as a viewer at this point in history, at this point in in my real life that that were really kind of important. I think, I think getting to see Kylo Ren become Ben Solo, the the idea that that there's hope that people can change and recognize the error of their ways and that people, you know, really do need to come together. I think that was an important thing for me to see on the screen. Um and the the other moment that I that I cried a lot was when all of the ships appeared, you know, that that Lando and Chewie brought back, you know, the, the line, you know, that's not a navy, it's just people i was like that's that's another thing that i i think i needed to to see something on the screen to give me hope that people can can rise up and come together to to defeat darkness and uh this movie gave me that in a way that i wasn't really expecting maybe i should have been because you know it's star wars but uh but i wasn't so it 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 hit me where i lived in a way that i didn't expect and i really really appreciated that so i will definitely be seeing this again uh at least once maybe more. dan
6: yeah. I mean, I've only seen it once. I, I will clearly see it again. In fact, I think I have tickets for Monday already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I still struggle. Like Aline, I'm still struggling a little bit. And some of it's just sort of a processing thing. I think part of the reason it's hard for me to remove my analytical gap is just being a writer. Like <laughs> Now thinking more about stories than I've ever thought about them in the past always makes me look at these things very closely. And it's tricky when it's positioned up against... I ended up thinking this in, in 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 juxtaposition to two things I had seen recently. One of which is honestly my favorite thing in the Star Wars universe going right now, which is the Mandalorian, which is a show that does so to me more with less in a lot of ways. It's the like with a of lot, the less. it doesn't feel the, the, it.
1: the gravitational pull of those eight other. Not movies, at all, right? <laughs> and and that
6: is kind of what I'm looking for in a Star Wars story. In part now is like I love the themes of it, but I felt like so much of it so much of those themes have been fulfilled for me by the original trilogy. I didn't need to necessarily go back to them. Um, and the other thing that I ended up seeing this in fairly close conjunction with, which is an interesting study is knives out the most re- most recent Ryan Johnson movie, which is also incredibly intricately plotted and yet manages <laughs> to be a much smoother ride. It's slightly um, more
5: appropriate for that genre.
6: Yeah, that's fine. But it's also, again, it shows you can do an intricate plot and not have it feel like, Oh my God, this is seven movies. Um, um and it, it was just inter- on one
5: planet
1: that whole movie.
6: that's so. uh, yes, right it was, yeah <laughs> budget uh
1: it, it, it's they just never interesting go, they never go to space you're telling me <laughs> uh, there are
6: very few droids in it um <laughs> and it's just interesting to see in conjunction with these things right like because it is sort of a uh, on the one hand having stuff that's like really into like minimalism and like what can we take away from this and what can we do in a very different direction which is stuff that again as i mentioned up top like i've really appreciated about last jedi when i've gone back and rewatched that uh and so I think there are two things that are interesting for me coming out of this. One, I mean, obviously we talked about the rewatching it, and I think as with the Last Jedi, the sort of the test of time is a big question for this. Will it hold up over time? Will how will people how will people's opinions sort of calcify over time? Will it turn out to be like you know what uh, I really like it? Like there's a lot going on there, or will it be like more of the flaws will feel more apparent? I don't know. We're just gonna have to wait and see on that front. Mm. But if there is a testament to these three movies, I will say. I think the best thing they have done is created a new generation of characters that are as indelible in many ways as the original characters. I think Ray, Poe, and Finn especially have managed to do something that I would have said was near impossible, which is pick up the the mantle from Luke, Leia, and Han and really feel like this is a group of heroes that we love and we root for and we just want to know everything about their continuing adventures, whether it be in film, books, comics, whatever. I think we're gonna be telling a lot of stories about them for a long time to come. And that's not a small thing. That's it's a big deal. Um, and so I think that, for me, is one of the, the biggest things that I sort of take away from this. And, and, you know, we talked, John mentioned the hug at the end there, and I really felt like oh,
4: so good. everyone's so on board good. with all
6: those characters, right? We oh, love them. Yeah. We love yes. them. Uh-huh. We love the, Whatever the flaws of the plotting and the themes, those characters are loved in a way that is just beyond all belief that uh, the same franchise could pull that off again and so i will take that away from this if nothing else
1: imagine them being in a movie where um, they have to solve a problem and fun stuff happens that isn't yeah, about the fate fine. of the galaxy and the Jedi and the Sith. 100% I'm, 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 I'm here, here for that. that.
6: Yep. Yeah. Yep. So if they want to do that, I will be here for it. If they want to do a Disney Plus series, I'm here for that. Whatever they want to do, uh, that is the big testament to these these three movies, uh, even long after the plots may may be forgotten.
3: I want a Disney Plus series of shorts that is just Finn and Poe bickering. I will watch
7: that yes. all day long. Mm-hmm. Please.
4: All three of them bickering.
7: Yeah. yeah. It's always wild to think about how the availability of different actors shaped this movie, uh, mm-hmm. these movies, because of the whole thing about Harrison Ford getting injured during The Force Awakens. Yeah, and so and mm-hmm. then Poe's role being expanded. And it's like, what what are these movies like if he's not a character? If That's he just weird. dies
1: at the beginning of The Force yeah. Awakens,
7: he was, yeah, yeah. Right? was going yeah. to die in the Tie Fighter crash. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. What
6: what would that movie have looked like? It would have been very different. What <laughs> would the
7: trilogy? I mean, it's just yeah, it's yeah. It, yeah. We would
6: have met someone else. They would have I made a new character. Maybe it wouldn't have been the same, though, right? Yeah. Like, who knows? Would it have been successful? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. and J- Jason, Sorry. you did mention, Aside. you mentioned the music at the end there, which I, you know, I've only I've only listened to the soundtrack once or twice so far. But yeah, it's, uh, uh, John Williams is Star Wars, I think, he is. in mm-hmm. some ways, even more than George Lucas at this point well, in time. Oh, the, yeah. and the beauty
1: of it yes. is that all future composers will... Have that as their for Star Wars. We'll have that as their yeah. as their guide guiding star, yeah. right? And they can they can veer away from like the Ludwig Gorans stuff in the Mandalorian. It's very is, different. It's very different it's, and great. But I feel like you there's know the little tips of the hat. That's in there.
4: right. Mm-hmm. Did everybody know is in the ending credits that like the main Star Wars theme started playing just as the music people came on screen so John Williams' name is actually scrolling past as you hear like the main fanfare? <laughs> the everybody I mean, that's, knows. that's great. Yeah,
6: yeah uh, I will say yeah, he he did contribute some stuff to some of the other he contributed a theme to the solo movie and John Powell is definitely doing a lot of John Williams there sure. uh, yeah. and then Michael Giacchino on Rogue One is doing John Williams but also diverging a lot. So yeah, John Williams is the man and I'm glad he got to get all the way through episode nine i feel really great about that yeah
1: all right john Syracuse, closing statement yeah i don't want to repeat what i said in
5: the opening but i I still feel all of those things uh very strongly like that is my main uh takeaway from this uh this practice that i've had for the past few years of going to the website letterboxd and rating every movie that i see it has sort of forced a uh a, a more disciplined I don't know why I'm doing it. Who cares what the hell my movie rates? But for my purposes, I don't want to rate something and then say, well, I like this movie better than that one. Well, Then why does it have a lower rating like that challenge of trying to be consistent? So thinking about this movie in hindsight, it has the you know Avengers Endgame problem, which is like, well, do I judge this as a movie or do I judge it as a capper to this big, long series? And that's, you know, that was part of my opening statement that I feel like it's inescapably uh, the closing of the, uh, the Skywalker saga and not. Uh, the beginning of, and uh, not a, a trilogy that's a, a purely a new adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it came time to write this one, I gave it the same rating as The Last Jedi. Such a different movie, but like I said, <laughs> in the middle, they they are, whatever one is good at, the other one is bad at. They need to talk to each other. Like, there's, there's a beautiful movie that could be the child of those two movies that, that is not there. <laughs> like, mechanically speaking, uh, this movie is an amazing feat of engineering that is way overcomplicated. um I, I mostly enjoyed it i have good feelings about it i would have picked different major plot points i i would have picked different ways but this is what dan was saying which is like well you don't get to pick the movie you just get to watch <laughs> the one they made mm-hmm. and the one they made it impresses me with its precision i i feel comfortable like the slam on JJ is that like, you know, he can take your franchise and he'll go run with it and sort of do an homage to all the other movies in the franchise. But in general, I felt comfortable with JJ having the Star Wars franchise in his hands. I really like The Force Awakens. It's what I needed at that point in my life, which mm-hmm. sounds uh, deeper than it should be. But that's the truth. Um, And I think he handled this as well as could have been expected of JJ, which sounds like it's a slam, but it's not like he, he's... He bit off a lot because he's he's got a big mouth and he's ambitious and like he you know he took the ball and ran with it. Whatever analogy you want to take there, uh, I'm you know I maybe I would have made different choices, but in the end, if I'm willing to accept this as the capper to the Skywalker saga, which for the most part I am, um, I think it went about as well as could be expected.
6: About as well as could be expected, is what they put on the box. On the box on the box, the <laughs> yeah, I mean, box. It's a challenge. It's like the Avengers
5: Endgame thing. Like, how do you possibly yeah. make a thing that is satisfying yeah. in its own movie, but also uh, you know, uh caps off the saga, but also finishes these character arcs, but also allows you to have f- future stories in the universe, but also like it, it follows through on threads that were diversions the first movie, but also you know, like it's this it's asked to so much. Like I'm yeah, I am incredibly impressed by this movie the more I think about it. it and has I did enjoy shoulders. watching it twice um it's just you know i could talk forever about the 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 minor nitpicks or whatever but every time i talk about the nitpicks, i find myself
1: admiring and thinking of the good feelings i had when watching those scenes so i i think you mentioned avengers endgame i think that um it's an interesting comparison same company um same year uh and i think avengers endgame is more successful and I think part of that may be, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but the fact that they were willing to have it be three hours long. And I feel like if I have a, a single criticism of The Rise of Skywalker is that it's in such a rush to get through the story that we don't get as many character moments as I would like. We don't get time to let it, the story kind of breathe a little bit more than than I would like it to. The um,
4: MCU had a lot of movies to establish its characters. The, the, though. the MCU also
1: had a much more top-down approach, it and, felt like.
4: And, and it's more recent and they weren't they
1: weren't dealing in, in the same level of kind of Decades, nostalgia and yeah. people's, people's childhoods for that. But what I will say is, you know, coming back to my original statement at the beginning of this episode, since it was like hours ago now, but you may remember <laughs> it, um, that it, there are two jobs to do here, and one of them is to have an entertaining movie, and one of them is to finish a you know trilogy and this nine episode sequence and park parts of the franchise and the continuity and all of those things. It's a very difficult thing to do. I think that in terms of trying, I think they leaned a little bit more toward trying to end the Star Wars saga than to. Uh, you know, not to not make a good movie, but that they knew they needed to throw in all those other things. And that there's probably a better movie that could have been made out of this that provided less fan service and that didn't close things off as much. And I think that the decision was, no, no, this needs to be a farewell because it is a farewell. Even if there are more movies set in this universe and maybe even with some of these characters, this is the end of this part of Star Wars. In hindsight, I wonder about the wisdom of creating a nostalgia trilogy that is also a new character trilogy. And that's probably a whole other episode for us to do sometime in 2020. But I do wonder about that a little bit. This is not quite the trilogy that I expected, but at the same time, I feel like it is, it is setting up star Wars for the future while also saying goodbye to the past and goodbye to those characters. It did all of that. Is it, you know, as I, I'm not sure I can evaluate as a standalone movie. It is, uh, there's a lot. As we've said, there's a lot. But um a lot of it is good. And then there are parts of it that uh that JJ Abrams would like to move on very quickly so you don't think about those parts. And that's that's fine. Um, you know it, 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 I'll be interested to see how we all feel about it in a couple of years when we can look at this trilogy with at least a little bit of remove which we don't have yeah. right now But I just looked uh, up
5: my Avengers Endgame rating and it's exactly the same as Rise of Skywalker <laughs> which makes which makes me think that I rated Rise of Skywalker too low because I like it better but then again I really like Star Wars so that's true. Ratings, are, ratings are hard ratings but, uh, are hard I, I felt much more of an emotional connection to this movie than I did with Avengers Endgame so I think Avengers I Endgame I agree I didn't got, cry you
1: know, I didn't cry during Avengers Endgame and this movie got yeah. me a couple of times including yeah. in the scene that other people didn't wow. like so you know it's it absolutely is the case so yeah i didn't cry at all
6: because i have no feeling left in my soul
1: <laughs> sad now you're, you're saying to yourself friends uh, two hours and 45 minutes about star wars that's great but i would like to hear more i have good news for you there are going to be <laughs> at least one and probably two more episodes of the incomparable about this between now and the end of the year so uh you know keep watching the feed there will be more of the rebel panel uh, I, I shouldn't mention them because it makes them sound more authorized than they are. The Resistance panel will become crush them,
6: and uh, there may be other
1: rebels as well out there. And and uh, the more we try to stop them, the more they fall through our fingers or something. Striking, I don't know. Striking from a hidden base, Jason. Yeah, tighten maybe. Their,
5: tighten your grip. What?
1: Jason. Tighten my grip. Thank you, John. You're always War. there with the exact quote. Uh, the dead speak. <laughs> <laughs> trade delegations
7: Sorry. no no we wrapped around to
1: episode one don't do that Tony it's very Yay. bad. The yes Erica is happy uh, the rest of us are sad uh, I would like to thank my panelists of course Aline Sims, Kelly Gamont, Tony Sindelar Erica Ensign, Dan Morin and John Syracuse I'm not even going to have you say goodbye because uh, we, we've been here too long uh, thank you to everybody out there for listening and uh, we will see you with more Star Wars talk with other people next time